Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that has to blow a few rails of sweet and low before hitting the record button. Here are two guys that wish they could be Rick, think they are Gary, but let's be honest, they're both David, Matt and Doug. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I actually came up with that when we were first watching it because we stopped the movie several times during the course of it. And, and I said, I, I am Gary. And she, you are not Gary. I'm, I'm Gary. You are not Gary, but I'm Matt. How are you doing, Doug? I'm good. I'm good. Yes, I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm Gary. Uh, I am definitely more more Gary than you are, I think. But and we'll get into that over the course of the movie. For people have no clue what the fuck we're talking about. But actually, let's just go ahead and jump into housekeeping. And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. Okay, so the over-under last week was 215. I took the under, Doug took the over. The score is now 3-1, to one, Doug. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to sweep this contest. So I was told that I have an unfair advantage, number one, because I set the over-under, and number two, because I actually control the flow of the podcast, which is not actually totally true. But um, the over-under is 2.5 for this week. Mm, I'm going to take the under. I am taking the under as well. Okay. So no matter what, I will not make up any ground on you. But I do have stakes if you'd like to discuss potential stakes here. So hand jobs? Hand jobs are off the table. That's off the table? That Those are just a given. You don't you don't need to win anything to get a hand job. That's just kind of, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm seeing, you know, I can jerk your cock. It's all good. Okay. So, sure. Sure. Let's hear your stakes. So originally I, I thought of something and then I, eh, that's just kind of lame. I thought, oh, whoever the winner is will pick up the tab for the other person's canoe. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's, that's, that's kind of lame. So I actually thought of something that actually makes sense and is, is worth winning. And what that is, is it is a free week. And what I mean by that is outside of the normal confines of the podcast, whoever wins, and we need to decide what that would be. I think we'll go with seven because I think we'll only do this once. We'll do this at seven. And whoever wins gets to have a week that is their week outside of the normal back and forth. And you can pick any movie you want and it cannot be vetoed and it does not have to be an 80s film. Okay, I'll take that. Okay, so is, is you want to do seven or you want to do ten? Let's do seven. Okay, okay. I'm almost halfway there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are. So anyway, well, into anyway. housekeeping as a whole. Uh, Guy, okay. Guy Ritchie and Madonna were married for eight years, and the movie that we had talked about but we couldn't come up with the name for was Swept Away. It was actually a remake of an Italian film from Italian. 1974, okay. not a French film. All right. And, you know, we had talked about Madonna and her age, and she's 62, and you had asked, you said, hey, would, would you bang Madonna now? And I said no, and you said, well, I would just because she's Madonna. Well, Matt, Rosie O'Donnell is 59. Would you bang Rosie O'Donnell just because she's Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would, yeah. Yes, I would. Okay, so there shouldn't be a mad fucked up. There should be a mad's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got problems. So every week there is a moment that I know is going to come up in a conversation with my wife. And sometimes I know it before the podcast starts because it's in my notes. It's something I'm going to talk about. Sometimes it comes up just naturally during the course of the podcast. And 
you know, you don't have that because you don't have that, um, that thing. You don't have that feedback from, from your missus. She says, we don't talk about it at all, but sometimes, like I said, she throws something in there into our conversation and I, I, I do a double take like, Ooh, maybe she what, is listening. Maybe she is listening. I don't know when she has the time to listen. There's definitely no way that she's listening to an entire podcast from beginning to end, but she may just check in occasionally. Okay. So any, any guesses as to what the, it was actually an OMG text that I got about this particular thing from the podcast last week. Uh, no, I don't know. So during the podcast last week, uh, I don't remember how it actually came up, but we talked about the number of women that we had oh, screwed around yes. with, the number of women we had sex with. And I have to correct my statement. I said that I had had sex with 39 women. I actually, um, it is six and I apologize for any confusion. So, you know, just that's always, yeah, that's, that's your, that's your standard go-to. <laughs> I know that so. you filled me in on that before. So please continue with your housekeeping. I'm sure you have uh, some. The, yeah, the movie with Crispin Glover about the rats is Willard right. from 2003. Yes. And I had that in my notes. I didn't actually write it down. But okay. And that might have been, I had something handwritten in my notes because I actually had a notepad with me in the car and I had at a stoplight and I was scratching it down and I couldn't read what it was. Oh, I hate it when I do that because I do that. But I had also talked about uh, the, the disc that they had, Bob and Doug had recovered, and it was a five yes. and a quarter floppy. And I said something about how large they were. Uh, a, there was actually three different variations. A standard was 160K, uh, 360K for low density, and 1.2 megabytes for high density. And for reference, any of the pictures that is on the soundboard to represent the sound clips is actually larger than the capacity of one of those discs. Interesting. Um, we talked about last week how you were taking a step down from your hard liquor and going back to beer, and I referenced how that was like Uncle Buck uh, with his five-year plan for quitting tobacco. Hey, I, I stopped smoking cigarettes. Oh, good. Isn't that something? <laughs> I'm on to cigars now. I'm on to a five-year plan. I eliminated the cigarettes, then I go to cigars, then I go to pipes, then I go to chewing tobacco, then I'm on to that nicotine gum. <laughs> He didn't make it that long. <laughs> you mean John Candy didn't? Yeah. So uh, in the one of the newspaper clipping things that came up quickly, there was something about the, the Maple Leafs had lost uh, so many games in a row. 354 games in a row. And Doug actually referred to them as the Canadian Maple Leafs. It is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, but okay. the record they had for that season was 28, 40, and 12. Not too great. Not not good. Yeah, that's definitely out of play. It's playoff. possible that the that the seasons leading up to that were just as bad or worse. Yeah, they were they were definitely not on an upswing historically okay. at that time. Okay, uh, I made a, a grammatical error, or a uh, I don't even know what you would want to call it. I just I messed up, and and Matt kind of called me out on it. And their eyebrow raises, and the way that they're moving they're what? their mouths, their eyebrow raises. <laughs> okay. That's a dick thing I do. I'm sorry. I, I do that to everybody. Yes. But um, we had talked about uh, a, a thing from the Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Sorry, love. You've got to save the world. If you save the world, we can do it in the asshole. I'll be right back. 
And that actually, when I was uh, looking up that clip, do you know who, oh, I'm not going to remember her, what her name is now, but there's this movie, it's called Whore. And this clip came up when I was looking for that Kingsman clip. You want a day? How much? How much you got to spend? Uh, it depends on what you do. I have sex. I give head, half and half. And I do domination. Uh, is that all? <laughs> what do you mean, is that all? What the hell do you want, a hand job? Hand jobs are free. I want to fuck you up the ass. You could stick it up your own, asshole. <laughs> I would if I could. Bitch. <laughs> so I, I had to watch that movie. <laughs> oh, great. She said half and half. I do half and half. What's half and half? Half and half is like, uh, I'm going to get this wrong, but half and half is like half handy, half blowy. Okay. I think uh, so. I think that's what it is. That, that'll right. definitely be a housekeeping thing for next week. Okay, sure. Of course it is. Google half and half. And, it's probably in your browser we, history we, already. We talked about the old school blowjob clinic with Andy Dick. The secret to a good BJ is focus. I don't care if we're talking about your husband of 10 years or just some hot sailor you met at TGI Fridays a couple months ago. Yeah, I actually, I was, I w- that was on my list of clips to actually pull up. And in the course of doing research, I found that Ohio University, which is OU, not Ohio State, or I'm sorry, the Ohio State University, was the first college in the country that actually offered a blowjob method class for college credit. Wow. Okay, so if you're a dude in there, (laughs) you're either looking for chicks that suck dick or you like to suck dick. I'm, I'm not... I'm not judging, you know, <laughs> do, no, do, I'm not judging either. Do whatever trips to trigger, but that's all I have for, for housekeeping. That is all I have as well. Great. What have you been up to? I want you to tell me. Amen. So I, I got a couple things here, not a ton. Um, we are doing this podcast a little bit earlier in the week than we normally do because Doug has personal things going on. So we're, we we do as much as we can to accommodate Doug in his, mm-hmm. his special needs. But yes. the office that I use at, at home when I'm working from home, and I did start a new job, so that was like one new thing. And I'm home two days or three days a week, depending on the week. And I was actually home three days this week. And one of those days was yesterday. And... My office is sits at the front of the house and out the window that is right in front of me right now is the road. And I had actually parked my car out on the road because I had to take the trash out, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just working. I'm on a teleconference, whatever. And I see my son run into the house and I see my wife and my son run out of the house and I see they're over at my car and then they're walking over to his car. And I thought, yeah, I got to get, guys, I got to get off this call. I'll I'll be right back. And my son had backed out and hit my car. Oh, the Porsche? No, no. Oh, God, no. Um, I would be in jail if that had happened. No, this was, you know, just uh, my Maxima, which is, I don't know, 15 years old, whatever. 
but he didn't tell me. He told her because I think he was afraid of what my reaction was going to be. And it, there was almost no damage. There was a little bit. It wasn't anything major. But just the fact that he he felt comfortable going to her about it, but not me. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I mean, he did come from her womb. And, and there is there is a special attachment. You know, it's with my boys. Uh, there's a special place in their heart for mom. And then there's dad. So I can see how that happens. Okay. Is she, is she more gentle on them with uh, punishment? Do you, does she raise her voice or are you the voice raiser? I am generally the voice raiser, but when she does it, it's it's a bigger deal. Okay. So I will be the one who is more likely to raise my voice or even yell. She does that much more, much more rarely, rarely. Okay. But when she does, they know they're in trouble. And yeah. in in somewhere in in the back of my mind, I I kind of enjoy it when she loses her shit because it's kind of funny to watch. It's similar to if you're at a grocery store and you see someone just completely losing their shit with their kid, and you think, yeah, I've been there. So sure, yeah, it's just, I, and so I look at them and I go, it's just not your day, man. It's just not your day. <laughs> yeah. So when you're when your boys were little. How did you guys handle Easter? Did you hide a basket? Did you do the little plastic eggs? Did you just do jelly beans? Uh, we, we actually did all of them. They they okay. got like an Easter basket, which had like, you know, candy, which included jelly beans and, you know, the, the hollow chocolate, chocolate bunny. Rabbit. Yeah. Yes. And, and then the years off first. No, you can fill it with booze. I saw a thing on Facebook about that. <laughs> nice. But I, we also would hide eggs and okay. and we'd put uh, usually change like you know quarters or whatever in and then hide them around the house. And there was always one or two that wouldn't get found. Mm-hmm. And it would be six months, eight months later, randomly you'd you find one like under a couch or something. But so yeah. we did all three. How about you guys? Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they they come downstairs and there's a basket with the giant like candy cane, plastic candy cane full of Starburst jelly beans, and then the hollow chocolate bunny and a couple of other things. And then they ended up each being able to find forty two eggs each that had jelly beans and change and shit like that in there. We've always set this expectation of that the Easter bunny brings toys also. Usually a big toy and then a couple of small ones. And, and this year I just decided, nah, man, there's, the Easter Bunny's not bringing a big toy. They just got some small little, whatever you call it. I don't know. Knickknack things. Little tchotchkes or whatever. Yeah. It's, I mean, more, well, one is it's this gun that you attach a, a, a thing of bubbles to and it shoots bubbles all over the place. It's actually kind of cool. They've actually used the shit out of it because it's been warm here. But then we go to grandma's and she's got 40 eggs each as well. Like, oh my God. I mean, it's, they each have a candy bowl up in the cupboard and their candy bowls are just overflowing because there's still Halloween candy in there. Do you get roped into to doing eggs? Like, you know, coloring hard-boiled eggs no, and stuff? No, we did not do eggs this year. And I thank our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we didn't color eggs in his name this year because <laughs> I hate that. I hate carving pumpkins because I'm the one that always gets yeah, stuck I always doing the have shitty. To have to, well, yeah, I always have to do it. They will draw on it, and that is yeah. their entire thing, but I have to cut it out, and then i got to gut the fucking thing uh-huh, and, and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff. And yeah. then it sits on the front porch, and I'm the one that has to throw it out in the trash. Yep, and, and, and you pick it up, and it's all slimy, and, and you open up the top, and it's all just gross on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So, no, no, no colored eggs this year. I don't know why we didn't do colored eggs, but I'm very happy that we didn't do colored eggs. So, you are the third child, correct? Yes. So, I, I'm, I'm the second. And there's something that, that I kind of call the second child syndrome, which probably has some kind of truth to it. I don't know. I didn't bother to research it. But the second child always kind of feels... Like they are second best. They're neglected because sometimes they get hand-me-down things, whether it be toys or clothes or whatever. But it, it seems when I was growing up, at least, I, I kind of got the shit end of the stick with certain things just because of being the second child. And my youngest, who will be 16 in just over a week, doesn't have that. He He's actually bigger than his older brother. So he didn't have to worry about hand me down clothes, but he's never really missed out on anything. The only thing that he's really gotten a short end of the stick with is from a chore perspective, they all, they've started doing chores at the same time. So when they started having to do the dishes, they both had to start doing the dishes. It wasn't like one did the dishes for two years. Then the other one started when he got to the age that the other one started. But because it's his birthday, he comes in last night and there's this whole thing of we have a car that my oldest can drive and we refer to it as his car. It's not actually his car. It is actually my wife's car, even though he is 18 now and we could sign the title over. But the whole thing was we were going to buy a car for the kids to drive. One would have it till he graduated from high school. The other one would have it for like the last two years of high school and then figure things out from there. But the youngest comes in and says, well, for his birthday, he got a car. So I figure I have like $16,000 to play with for my birthday ask for this year. And I said, you're kidding me, right? He's like, no, you always say that it's his car. It's not his car. It is his, it is your mother's car. And he said, well, you gave it to him. Like, is he taking it with him to school? Like, no, that's not the point. And he's trying to argue this with me. I said, you know what? Okay, fine. You... And he wasn't asking for something that cost, you know, like a ton of money, but he was asking for something that was kind of expensive. And I said, you know what? We will buy you what you asked for. But here's the thing. We're selling that car. Is that fair? And he was a little stumped with how to approach that mm-hmm. <laughs> at that point because he didn't know how to how to like have his cake and eat it too. So we're still kind of on the fence about it because he wants a weight set and weight sets are, are not cheap because you have to buy the set and then you have to buy the weights and weights. Each individual plate costs like 60 bucks or something ridiculous like that. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, my, my youngest, he never complains about getting hand-me-downs. I mean, he, 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 he wears hand-me-down underwear and hand-me-down socks is that weird that with that that our youngest is is using our oldest underwear that he wore? It's a little weird, is it? Yeah, I I I think that there's there's a line okay. somewhere, and well, I think we've it's crossed it. yeah, I think it's somewhere before underwear. I'm yeah. the only time you should be wearing somebody else's underwear is if you're if doing it's on your, if, if, if it's on your head at a bachelorette party, or if you're doing some role play stuff. You know, other other than that, that's something you probably want to. I, yeah. I would think is a little bit in that weird area. But he's never gotten a new bike. He's, you know, he's he has his own scooter and has his own rollerblades, but yeah, and his own bike helmet as well. But he's always gotten a hand-me-down bike, and he just seems perfectly content with that. Uh, so, uh, in last week's episode, 
Uh, I went to go get a beer from our my beer refrigerator, and the beer refrigerator was not working, yes. and so I had to buy a new beer refrigerator. And unfortunately, in my you've you've been in my basement. You probably don't remember this, but it's behind the bar, had, right? It's behind the bar, right. and it, it wasn't a it wasn't a beverage refrigerator. It was just like a refrigerator that was 34 inches tall. It's like a college fridge, basically, a dorm yes. fridge. And the dude who built my basement built it into the wall and built it, framed it perfectly around that. Oh, and, okay. and when that one died, it was, you know, 11 or 12 years old. So I bought a beverage refrigerator that has a clear glass door and it's specifically for that. Cools it evenly from top to bottom. Uh, but it doesn't fit perfectly. And it was not an easy task to try and find one. So I've got about an inch on the top and an inch on each side. But it looks nice. I can see all my beer. Uh, but the problem is I had to switch the way the door opened. Okay. So, I'd, so it opened right instead of left or left instead of right? Correct. So I took the bottom hinge off and there's two stabilizing legs. And the leg is supposed to fit into through the bracket into the beer refrigerator. And when you put the bracket over on the other side, it didn't fit. So I called their customer helpline. And, of course, it was somebody from Pakistan or India. Okay, yeah. And I was said, his name Bob? I, no. <laughs> I think it was Cindy. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I had to take a couple of pictures and send it. And she said, okay, well, this will probably take a couple of days. And you know me. Matt, am I a patient person? Not not particularly. That's not one of <laughs> no. your virtues. And I said, fuck, I, I'm like, so I did that. And I have all this beer sitting out in my bar and this brand new refrigerator that I can't use. So I took that bracket and I made my own fucking hole with a drill. <laughs> you MacGyvered it? Yeah. I MacGyvered it. Oh. Yes. Oh, that's good. I, it's good the fact that you could do that. So. Yes. Uh, and then uh, one more thing. I started work yesterday. My my five months off, the winter of Doug, has officially ended. And I started scheduling myself about 14 or 15 stops a day. And I worked yesterday and it felt... Uh, and then today it rained all day. So I, I one more day added to the winter of Doug, so, so to speak. So you, you got that extra, you got that snow day uh, at the end of Easter break, which is Correct. always nice. Okay, that's great. Correct. So, you know what really grinds my gears? is when Doug interrupts me. Sorry, Doug, go ahead, finish up. No, that was it. I was okay. going to say, that's all I got. You know what really grinds my gears? So, relationships, marriages, families, they are a constant conversation. And that conversation is about cooperation and collaboration and making deals and bargains and whatever. I get asked stuff that, it does not make one fucking difference what my answer is, but I, I I think I'm asked just so that there's the illusion that I actually have an input into it when I know that I don't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is, uh, do you want to go out to eat? It's like, no, I don't. Well, will you? No, I won't. Yes, you will. So, so why did you ask? Why, why bother to ask? So, uh, about this time last year, maybe it's actually a little bit more than a year ago, um, because we've been in lockdown for over a year now. So this was in probably, the first week of March or late February, I had to schedule time off at my job because we were going to go on a cruise in late March. That obviously didn't happen. And when we had originally signed up for the cruise, I said I didn't want to go. And I was told it doesn't matter. You're going to have to go. So the cruise got canceled. Yay. Good for Matt, right? Mm-hmm. Then it got rescheduled. You want me yeah. to reschedule that for August? 
I'm like, no. Well, I'm going to reschedule for August. I'm like, we're not going to go. And then, you know, August obviously didn't happen. You want me to reschedule for October? No, I don't. October got canceled. So then finally this year, it was, I'm going to schedule the cruise for June. I was like, why are you even, other than for informational purposes, why are you even including in this conversation? So today, the cruise line called and they said, yeah, we are canceling all cruises that are scheduled for June. (laughs) Wow, man. Even prior to COVID, I had no desire to go on a cruise. Basically, I know there's a shit ton of stuff to do on that big ass boat, but to be packed in a giant floating hotel with a bunch of people that I hate. Oh yeah. And trust me, I would, I would hate all of those people. Yeah. So even though it had a good end because I kind of got my way a year and a half later, it's still. And that's what really grinds my gears. Yeah, I love it when she asks me for my opinion on something, and I give it. And she'd be like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, why did you ask then? <laughs> don't even bother asking me. It's kind of like when we talk about, have the discussion of what bridge we're putting in at. There's really, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's like a cow's opinion. It's moo. There's no right, reason to actually me. talk about it. Yes. Okay, so now we're ready for this. That dog at it again. All right, so I have not gotten one correct in a long time. And what one of the ways that I've always said I structure these is I get ones that I think that I would get or I would be able to get if you presented them to me as your sound clips of the week. Okay. This is one I would not get, and then I would be angry that I didn't get it because okay. I should have gotten it. Okay, that's all I'm going to give you for for lead up. Okay. Kalima. There you go. I'm really good at that. Did did you did you capture or capture? Did you hear the thing at the very beginning of that? It should have been familiar, not from Indiana Jones, but from something else. Uh, no. It was the music that gave it away. Okay, and it's it's the music. See if you can recognize the music cue at the very beginning. Okay. That's not Ride of the Valkyrie, is it? No, it it's from um, Duel of the Fates. It's not. Yes, it is. It is. Listen to it. It is this. It well, actually, Duel of Fates uses this. It the the. That is actually, it is the same exact thing. And they are both John Williams, so that that makes sense. Okay, all right. So I, I don't have to play the reveal, but for those of the people, those people in the audience that uh, do not get it, you have to see what it's actually from, Doug. It is from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when the the head priest... Molaram. Molaram um, has a sacrificial dude who's Indian... And he takes his heart out of his chest and shows it to him beating while he's still alive. And then he gets lowered into the fire and burnt up. Right. That's exactly right. It actually, that's the exact scene because the heart gets ripped out and then the the chest actually closes back up. Yes. And then he's watching his heart in the guy's hand, which eventually lights on fire. Yes. And, And he tries doing it to Indiana Jones later on in the film, but that doesn't work out so well for him. Right. Yes. Sitting in my basement around my microphone. COVID's on the loose. 
I got nowhere to roam, so I came up with a plan to do a podcast. Talking 80s movies, you know it's such a blast. So I got a question, you know it's got me thinking. I'm gonna ask it now. What's everybody drinking? Drinking. What's everybody drinking? That's a really a throwback. It is, yeah. That might be one of the first two. So my week, I will go first. Um, and this is bad news for everybody. <laughs> I am starting with a bottle of Johnny Bootlegger. Oh boy, <laughs> grape. Uh, it, see if it's better than the other one I had. But this was the blue stuff that I had that led to uh, the Tangling Cash oh, podcast. God. Yeah. So. Ugh. Well, why? If it's not good, why do you? Why did you buy it? It was a buck fifty. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. I I am drinking a City Lights Brewing Company IPA Indian Pale Ale, uh, brewed in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I believe friend of show Joey uh, brought a six pack of this over to my house one night, and he's like, "You like the bitter IPA?" I said, "Yes, I do." And he goes, "You'll like this." And um, I think this is it—the one. Regardless. I bought a six pack of this and it's super bitter and it's really good. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm drinking, but I am, I am making a, a light night of it. I'm only going to have two beers because I do have a seven fifteen chiropractic appointment tomorrow morning. And that comes very early. Oh yeah, absolutely. Drinking. Yes. Yeah, it, it really does. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yummy. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. Time to get into the movie itself. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here goes nothing. Just gotta let it play out, Doug. Okay. Standing in water Here in the pool Hoping the crabs will die in love with Karen, she's banging Rick. How big a loser am I? He dumped your ass and left you knocked up. And here I am like a jackal. I will pay for your abortion Sell all my shit to scrape your uterus I'll pay for your abortion Then you will leave and show me I'm an idiot very nice, Matt. Very the, nice. The Last American Virgin was released on July 30th, 1982. It was written and directed by Boaz Davidson, who directed about 30 other things, most of them in Hebrew. It stars Lawrence Monison as Gary, my character, best known for Friday the 13th, the final chapter, Diane Franklin as Karen, best known for Better Off Dead in the first Bill and Ted film. Yeah, she was one of the princesses. Correct. Steve Anton as Rick, 
best known for the Goonies. Joe, who was he? Who was he? Who was he in the Goonies? He was one of the kids. I don't really? know because there was um uh, the guy who was uh oh gosh the main bad guy in the Avengers films um he he was in there and then there was the girl and then the other girl and then there was the kid from Lord of the Rings um the main bad guy oh yeah yeah James Brolin James Brolin yeah is, is it James Brolin no. I think James Brolin's his dad yes <clears throat> something Josh Brolin Josh Brolin Todd, Todd Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Bolin. Actually, isn't Matt Bolin a quarterback? I have no idea. Okay. But uh, we'll look that up, who he was in the Goonies. But uh, Joe Rubbo as David, best known for not being in anything else. And Kimmy Robertson as Rose, best known for the TV show Twin Peaks. I could not but find... But she, she was also one of the kids that got shrunk. In Honey, I Shrunk hey, the Kids. Yeah, that's how I... Yes, she, I think she was the neighbor. Wait, was she? Man, there's two girls, two girls that got shrunk, right? I have never seen those films. Okay. All right. But I couldn't okay. find the budget, but it grossed okay. $5.8 in the U.S., which means it probably <clears throat> is the lowest grossing film that we've done. And it has a Rotten Tomato score of 75 with critics and 65 with audiences. Okay. You know that this is based on the Israeli, the, the director who is Israeli did this film. And then he called Lemon Popsicle, and then did eight sequels. Was one of them Lemon Party? I, it was all like Lemon something or another. I mean, it was Lemon something. And just <clears throat> this movie was supposed to be the last American dot dot dot. Okay. And there was there was supposed to be a bunch of sequels, and I'm I'm very disappointed that there was not. So that means you didn't hate it. I wasn't sure. It was going to be one or the other. It was either going to be a movie you liked or a movie you didn't. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. But um, and since I mentioned it uh, after the podcast is over, uh, Google Lemon Party. But so okay. <laughs> we are introduced to what I refer to as a dime store Ralph Macchio. Yes. And this is Gary, and he is a pizza driver. And, yeah, and what I liked about this is he was delivering beer with pizza. Yeah. And, I, would, I would like that service. And I, I'm assuming these were high school students. I don't know if they were seniors or not, but... This could have been before the drinking age went up to 18. I'm 18. I went up to 21. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But when when you you go to um, pick and save or wherever and and you're buying booze, do they have to do the 21 on aisle six, 21 on aisle six, so somebody can come over and scan your beer through? It'd be like, Janet, I need some help over here. And then, (laughs) you know, she'll either come over and and scan my beer or she'll look at me and she'll go, yeah, he's old as fuck. (laughs) And it's a little bit harder with the mask, but uh-huh. even now, and when I get carded, it, it, it's it's kind of funny. And it's like, really? Yeah. And, and there, there's weird things where it's not the same everywhere, but there are places that have mandatory carding policies. Sure. And then there are places that have mandatory, mandatory carding policies, but only for heaters. So mm-hmm. you'll buy like a 12-pack of beer, and it's not a problem. But if you buy a pack of smokes, then they have to card you. Sure. But uh, he's driving a pink grocery getter, and, mm-hmm. and you never you never had you had the suburban. You never had a station wagon, right? Right. We had a station wagon when I was a little kid, even before I moved to Oconomowoc in in when we lived in Madison, and we used to take that to the drive-in. But one of our friends, Bob Jansen, he had a grocery getter that he drove quite a bit, mm-hmm. and I never I never had any 
like dates or anything where we double dated. So I never actually got to take advantage of the, the whole station wagon thing. Sure. Or the big back end of the suburban. Right. Yeah. That would, that would be good as well. You know, <clears throat> you know, I had, you know, a little smart car that could fit nobody. So anyway, the, he pulls up in front of a, a pizza place and he gets out and he immediately pops his collar. Yes. And you know, I was not a fashion person. I still am not, but I never really was like the pop your collar kind of guy. No. And when I saw that, I always thought that that looked stupid. Yet I was one of those guys that rolled my jeans. Oh yeah. I, I did that too. Did you actually just roll them or did you pin them with a, with a safety pin? There was a couple of times where I pinned them. Um, but I preferred the rolling method where you kind of roll it over and then you roll it up and it yes. stays there. Yeah. Yeah. But and that's back in style. Is it back in style? I wouldn't yeah. even know. It's the, the mom jeans are back in style. The rolling of the jeans are back in style. Yeah. Fashion comes full circle and it's usually ridiculous. But in the, in this place, there is an ice cream counter and the main female, Karen, is up at the counter getting ice cream. And she doesn't talk at all. She's just getting ice cream. What, what are she your thoughts awfully, on her? She is awfully cute. I mean, really cute. That was my first thought was, wow, she's... And I and, and right, right away, I was like, okay, I recognize her. I see... I recognize her immediately from Bill and Ted's. But they do a close-up on her. And man, you would have thought that somebody in the makeup department would have done some plucking above her nose. Mother, we met at the LPGA tour. Her name is Yona Brow. Yeah, it's, it's a little bushy. It's uh, I'm really surprised that they they didn't pluck that. Yeah, there is a really, really popular female comedian actress. Uh, she was in Wedding Dates. Did you see Wedding Dates? Uh, Dave and something mm-hmm. have Wedding Dates. Oh, was it Aubrey Plaza? Yeah, Aubrey Plaza. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And She's, she's in The Fappening. Yeah, she is, but not in the better parts of it. I mean, she's one of those, her eyebrows I don't like. And, okay. And I'm not, I don't like the overwhelming, like, uh, Madonna's daughter's eyebrows. Have you ever seen okay. that? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's awful. It, it's like the, the 80s Demi Moore picture, except on her head. Okay. <laughs> right. it, it, it's awful. Right. So, but now Gary, he meets his two buddies there, Rick and, and Dave. And they are checking out three girls that are sitting at a, another booth. And Dave claims Dave is a little Rick is good looking. Rick is, is a, a smooth little, guy, yeah. Yes, and and Dave is a little bit heavy set. And Dave claims that he can tell that they are not virgins by the way that they are sucking on their straws. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a lot of, and I think part of what resonated about this film with me is a lot of the the stupidity of the way that they say certain things rings true. Oh and, my gosh, yeah, big time. Big time. But yeah, there, there, I mean, there are two kinds of girls. Girls that do that and girls that don't do that. What? Use straws? No, suck dick. <laughs> you, you mean there's two types of girls. Girls I, I'll date and girls I won't. <laughs> right. So, yeah. But in, in this scene, and this is, you know, right at the beginning of the film, already the, the soundtrack is, is playing in the background during this. And the, the soundtrack in this film is incredible. It is repeated. A, a couple of the songs are repeated multiple times, but just that this is very much like Fast Times, except 
with the same like handful of songs repeated, but there's stuff from the police, there's stuff from uh journey. There, sure. There's a, just a murderer's row of different great songs from the era that are in here. Right. But David puts on the, his uh, risky business. What, what are those? Uh, Ray-Ban sunglasses. Ray-Bans. Yeah. And he's going to, he's going to go get those three girls. And actually I think it's uh Rick has Gary, the girls come over and Rick has Gary tell them about a party that's going to happen. Yes. But what do these girls want at this party? Drugs. <laughs> they want drugs. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the heavier set of, of the three girls is she wants drugs, but there's a blonde, a brunette and a heavy girl. Those are the best ways to probably describe those three girls. And yes. the blonde girl specifically wants Coke. Correct. And the guys are just like, oh yeah, yeah, there'll be tons oh, yeah. of Coke oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah, there's tons of Coke there. Yeah, so now all six of all, all six of six of them are in the car, are in the the uh, the pink grocery getter. But they the girls have two rules that the guys need to abide by in order for them to go to this happening party. Okay, what are those rules? They need to keep them their hands to themselves. Okay, so no hanky panky. And they need to get them home by twelve. Okay, so there's Cinderella. Right. <laughs> All right, so Cinderella wants no hanky-panky. But now they're in the car, in the green, the pink grocery getter. And what's the song that's playing? That I don't know. It's from, they, they play it in Revenge of the Nerds also during the party scene where the, the Omega Moos are sitting on one side of the room and the Trilams are sitting on the other side of the room. Are you ready for the sex girls? Okay, yeah. Do, 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 yeah. So and they play that song twice in this movie. Yeah, but they go to Gary's house and yes. Gary's parents are gone. But the girls want to know where everybody is because this was a party they were supposed to be going to, not just to somebody's house. And oh, they'll be they'll be here soon. And this is where we find out that Rick is, is a player. He's got kind of I'd call it a, a Travolta vibe. Sure. Except straight. Yes. And he gets the he gets all the hot trim in this movie. Yeah, and he goes for the blonde right away. No, no, he goes for the brunette. Does he? Oh, okay. Yeah, he goes for the brunette. That's right. And then David goes for the blonde, and Gary right. is stuck with what? The fat, ugly one. The grenade. <laughs> Gary gets the grenade. Yeah. Have you ever been stuck with the grenade before? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have. But yeah. her name is Millie, and Millie is really kind of a downer. Did yes. you recognize Millie from anything? No. So she is in uh, the first Naked Gun movie. Okay. She is the person who is getting driving lessons and the um the guy who's under the mind control of Papschmir steals a car and Drebin hijacks the car with the driving school and they are following and she f- flips off a driver and if if you if you watch the scene that ends up with the fireworks factory where Drebin's saying nothing to see here, nothing to see here where all the fireworks are going off in the background, she okay. is the driver in that scene. Okay. All right. But Rick is already in the room that they're in, in this family room or living room. Rick is already making out with this girl. Yeah, right. And, um, well, no, they're, they dance first. Yeah, first they, yeah they're, they first, dance for like 10 seconds before they start right. kissing. But but Millie doesn't want to dance. Yeah. she. But her, he finally gets her to. Well, her response to everything is, I, I really don't care. Yes. Do, do, you want, do you want to dance? I really don't care. And then... Later, it's like, do you want chips? I, I really don't care. Yeah, but now now she says, hey, I, I, where are all the drugs? We want the drugs. And this is when the three boys go into the kitchen. And, uh, yeah, they uh, pull out some sweet and low. 
I spilled it. I made a mess. I was just trying to... Oh, where have you been all my life? I, we just came in with... Oh, no, go it's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not uh, really... Uh, uh, That's from Cheech and Chong, where it's the morning after a party, and Chong is cutting lines with some Ajax, just for just for shits and giggles, just because it looks like cocaine. And she and the chick who comes in, she uses a McDonald's straw, and guess what? The girls are using as well McDonald's straws. A McDonald's straw. So the boys come out and they say, "Oh yeah, this is this is straight from Peru," and the girls do it, and they're like, "Oh wow, yeah, it's really good." Yeah, I've been in that situation where I've smoked ditch weed, and there's some people who are going, oh, I'm so high. Yeah, I'm so high, and I'm like, this is fucking ditch weed. I, all this is doing is giving me, is, is making my sinuses clogged up. It's, it's making me not be able to breathe because my lungs are getting scarred because I'm trying to, you know, really pound down this, yeah, this ditch weed. But, yeah. you know, in, in the entire time I was in high school, I never saw cocaine at a party. And honestly, in my entire life, I've only ever seen cocaine done one time. Okay, it, I've only se- I've only seen cocaine done like three times, but I've never done it. Yeah, but I never saw it in high school either. When, when I was in college, I was, uh, it was it was actually it was in the same room that the the beautiful penis story comes up mm-hmm. in, from, and it was her and an, another guy from my class and myself, and we were sitting there drinking, and he he pulls out a vial and he he cuts a line and he offers it to me. I'm like, no, 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 thanks. And and then, you know, I was drinking something cheap like Bush Light. And he's like, well, why aren't you drinking like Miller or something good? And I said, well, you know, it's I'm a college student. Money's a little tight. And he tried to rope me in being a dealer in Madison for him. <laughs> I'm like, I appreciate the offer, but no thank you. Was this the guy that I lived with? No, no, no. But he does come up later. <laughs> okay. So, but, but what would snorting sweet and low duty i mean it would i mean it probably would clear up your sinuses honestly but other than that i I don't think it would do anything it wouldn't be good for you no i can't imagine although i mean they use powdered sugar and baby formula to cut cocaine so yeah i i suppose but millie does all of the remaining lines after the first two girls do a line and i did notice that they had stars or glitter on their face okay and I, I've seen that in, it was more of an 80s thing. It's definitely like a stripper thing. But I, I never got that, and I never really saw the appeal of that. No, I never did either. I'm not a big fan of the glitter on the face. But David, he takes the blonde uh, into the bedroom. But before he does that, he goes into the bedroom and he unscrews the light bulbs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which is important for what comes up later. Correct. And then he asks, what? her name is Brenda, if she wants to go into the bedroom. Okay. And she says yes. And they, they kiss, and she, she says, this Coke is kind of sweet. And then it, it is Rick in the brunette, and Gary and Millie left, but and Gary Rick. offers um, Millie a chip. And Gary's well, tra- trying to make a move. They leave in a second. Go ahead. Rick is making out with the, good, the only good-looking girl. Well, the blonde's not bad. Yeah. Uh, but he's making out with her. And they're basically rolling on top of Millie. Yeah, on the, on the couch. And there's... He he's a sloppy kisser. That's if I had to give one critique of Rick, is mm-hmm. there's just tongue everywhere. <laughs> sure. And yeah. uh back in the the bedroom, the the blonde does not want to take her blouse off, which doesn't make sense with what comes up in a little bit. 
Right. But in a different bedroom, Rick has the brunette down to all she has left is her uh, white cotton panties. And I was really surprised, honestly, that there were boobs in this movie. Yeah. I, 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 this is not the movie that I was expecting. It, it had a little bit of something for everybody. But yeah, yeah. We, we did get our first. But there is always the, the issue of birth control. And, and this exchange happens between Rick and the brunette. I'm not on the pill. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and obviously it, it's come up on earlier podcasts, but what would you say if you had to give a percentage of times that you actually thought about it and you did the right thing and you used birth control? <sighs> Most of the time. I was always really, that was always really in the back of my mind that of getting a girl pregnant. But we were also children of the 80s and AIDS was big. Mm-hmm. So that was also in the back of my mind was that I was going to get some disease that killed me. Yeah, I, I'd say probably 80, 90% of the time I didn't use a condom. So, Well, yeah, but I, you know what? Most of the girls that I w- was with were on the pill. Right. Um, but I, I do know that there were some girls that were not on the pill. Uh, and you just, you know, played a little Russian roulette. <laughs> Throw your dick out on the craps table. Yeah. Yeah. But you had mentioned before that, you know, while Rick and, and the, the brunette were making out on top of Millie, Gary's just standing there with like this bowl of potato chips. <laughs> and just watching. Yeah. And, and once again, I, I am Gary. This is where I would have been in this equation, but in the bedroom, in what turns out to be Gary's parents' bedroom, David, in his conversation with his girl, she says that he has to go out to the patio to get undressed because yeah, she's he, shy. And he has to count to 100. Right. Right. And then we go back out to the living room, and it's just Gary and Millie. And Gary has Millie's shirt off. Yeah. And he's, making some, he's making some headway. And by this time, she has scarfed down almost an entire bowl of potato chips. Oh, yeah. She's, she's just mowing down. Yes. And, and he's working on the bra and is just completely struggling. He can't figure it out. Yeah. And I actually, I, I sent out a question to some of my female friends just to kind of get their input on this. And I, I only got one response. But when when you think back to this period of time, so you're a, say, a junior or senior in high school, what would you say your bra skill level was? Uh, pretty good. Not bad. I had, I mean, I couldn't, we've had this conversation yeah. before. I, I could never do the one-handed thing, but definitely the two-handed thing. Yeah, I could, I could do the, you know, yeah. two-handed or or the two fingers. and Yeah, the hooks are way easier than the little plastic slide things. Oh, yeah, those the ones where you have to, like, turn and lift. Yeah, those yes. are big pain in the ass. Those do require two, but <laughs> Gary but, is going and, for and his scissors. Were, and, but she is just showing zero interest. She's just kind of, she has given in at this point. Have you ever been in that situation where you're with a girl and she's just, okay, fine, I'll screw around with you. I don't care. I've had it where they were not really into it, never to this level, but where it's kind of like, yeah, I guess there's nothing else going on. We can fool around for a while. And and Mm -hmm. honestly, as you get older and you've been married for a long period of time, sometimes that's what that is too. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, just kind of that way he'll leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah, show a little enthusiasm, please. 
Yeah. But as he's trying to take her bra off, he, he's basically choking her. And he's reaching for a, I would call them pinking shears. Mm-hmm. And I would think that, I, I did not understand this until I was much older. I didn't understand this until I was well past college. Bras are fucking expensive. Yeah. I mean, ridiculously expensive. I guess, you know, I had more, I never really bought, I've never bought a bra for a woman. I brought, brought, bought tons of panties for different women. And, you know, you can get a pair of panties for anywhere from 75 cents up to a hundred dollars. But usually there's somewhere, even if you go to Victoria's Secret, you're, you're looking in like a $10 range. Sure. But if you get a good bra, what does a good bra start at? Like $30, $40? I think so. I think so. Yeah. That's a big, you know, that's a, a big cost for, you know, if you're just going to cut it with the scissors. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, as he's about to use these scissors, and, I, and it, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, we saw the one girl's boobs. Are they really going to show her boobs? Oh, yeah. Is this? Well, they don't. Oh, oh, you're talking about Millie. Yes. We see we see two out of the three sets. Yes. Mom, mom and dad walk in, and mom freaks out, and... Then, yeah, the blonde who David is with, she comes out and she's topless. And she was shy about taking her shirt off in front of David, who she was fooling around with. But right. she, she runs out into this room with basically, I think, just panties on. And hey! Yes. Yeah. And uh, mom is having basically a nervous breakdown. She's, she's almost hyperventilating and she goes into the bedroom. And father is going to get her some water and some aspirin. And the lights are still out because David had unscrewed the light bulb. And in comes David. Yeah. And he lays down into the bed with Gary's mom and he cops a feel. Yes. So this ever happened to you, Doug? No. No, it has not. <laughs> no, it's never happened with me either. But this part is very slapsticky. Yeah, because there's never any consequences. Right. And I mean, Gary leaves and it's all like, ha, 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 this all happened. Ha, ha, this is very funny. There was no, holy shit, my parents just came home and they saw this. And that was a thing I was thinking about with, if you get in trouble, it, it's a ballsy move to leave like that. Yes. Because usually, hey, you're grounded, mister. Right. And I guess at that point, you're already pot committed. You might as well leave because they can't punish you more when you don't know what the ultimate outcome is going to be anyway. But it also seemed like these were the type of parents that really didn't give a shit about their kid. Right. And the, the next day, they are in school. And they are doing gymnastics in what looks like a parking lot. Yeah, there's a pommel horse that they're leaping over. Right. And then they go into the locker room. And I call him, I don't even know what his name is. Is it Melton? Victor. Victor. Okay. There's a geeky guy. And he he slides a chalkboard, I think it is. No, it's a, like a bulletin board. Okay, a bulletin board. He just kind of cocks it. And it opens yes. up a peephole into the girl's shower. Yeah. And we see all kinds of boobs and bush there. Right. And <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. What year did this movie come out? 82. And what year did Porky's come out? 81, I think. Okay. This movie was far more risque than Porky's. Um, hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, there was, there was more nudity in Porky's because just because the shower scene was so sure. long in Porky's. I suppose. And then there was also the Lassie thing. Yeah, I suppose. But this, this, I mean, this pushed it a little bit. Anyway. But they... He gets, he, he gets busted, and all the rest of the boys come in, 
and they're all questioning him, and it turns out that he's got a hard on. Right. And well, first they accuse him of being, well, he's covering up his hard on, and they say, well, there's not much to look at anyway. Mm hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, he says, oh, yeah, uh, I bet I've got the biggest dick in this room. And, and this was, this part was weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, my first thought was they're all in tidy whities so, big group of guys, big group of guys that Matt could have taken underwear shopping. Just get like one of those uh, short buses, and we can all load up and go to Kohl's, get some underwear. Yes. Right, but this is this is weird, man. Yeah, and you know, we we talked a couple weeks ago about how you've never measured. I I've measured. I've never measured as part of a contest. I think that no. would be that would be a little bit weird. But what is is it? Gary and David they're sitting kind of on one of the, the locker room benches. How did they get all... cockholding duty? Did they get the the short straw or the long straw? I mean, did they win that bet or lose that bet? But all the boys are lined up and they've all got boners, and to the point where you can see the mushroom head <laughs> through their through their white tidy whities. Am yeah. I correct? I, I I don't know. I wasn't really paying that close of attention to the tidy whities and looking at the bulges. So it, it is right. definitely possible. But it's time for the nerd to come up, Victor. And what is he measuring at? Uh, nine and a half? Nine and a half inches. Yeah. Holy moly, that's a huge cock. <laughs> and so one of the things that when I'm preparing for the podcast is I will usually send Doug my list of clips. And the only thing I send him is I send him the list of clips that are specifically from the movie. And then he will send me all of his clips. And then a lot of times his clips will make me pull other clips that kind of are companion pieces to them. But I, I think that this whole thing of a somebody having a giant cock reminded you of a different film. Yes. Known as Nick the Dick. Nick the what? The Dick. Personally, I was impressed when they opened the World Trade Center, but this, this is a piece of work. Oh, yeah. That didn't, did date that, that didn't age well. Did you hear it thumped out <laughs> yeah, on the table? Thumped out, yeah. But, so that is from Bachelor Party. Yes. And actually, before I listened to it, because you, you labeled that clip, Nick the Dick, mm -hmm. it, and I thought that you actually had pulled this clip. Is that the foot long? And then some. <laughs> From the same movie. From the same movie, yeah, from like five minutes later. If that. Right. And you know what happens in that. So basically the setup is uh, Tom Hanks is getting married, and they are at the location of the bachelorette party. And they right. hire this guy, Nick the Dick, to go out to where the bachelorette party is. And what did they have him do? They put, He puts his dick in a hot dog bun. And his either mother-in-law or mother-in-law-to-be. Yes, his mother-in-law-to-be goes to reach for it. And as she's tugging on it, Nick is kind of lurching forward. <laughs> and she keeps and, pulling. And, she keeps and later pulling. on, she, she goes, I had a man's giant penis in my hand. <laughs> That's an 80s film, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is an 80s film. Yeah, there's a lot of taboo stuff in that. That's Is that Tawny Katane? It is Tawny Katane. Yeah. Oddly enough, there's a, another Tawny Katane thing that came up today is uh, a, a local comic, a Columbus comic, was talking about how he was dropping his daughter up at, uh, at school. And he was talking about how Here I Go Again by Whitesnake 
was playing when he was dropping her off at school and he had to sing to the song. And if you're familiar with that video, that is at least one of this White Snake videos that has Tony Katane just kind of writhing around on the top of a Jaguar. Well, and she ended up da- uh, marrying David Coverdale, didn't she? Right. And then you, you know what happened to her, though, right? Didn't she get beat up? Or she, no, she beat up her, her baseball, professional baseball player boyfriend. Right. Yeah. I actually did a comedy bit about that. But even after that happened, what happened to her? No, I don't, I, I don't know. You just couldn't stop fucking wolfing down whoppers into your pie hole. Oh, did she get fat? Oh, yeah, she ballooned up, yeah. Okay. Okay. But, uh, okay, so the, the dick measuring contest is over, and Victor Which has Which was still, still weird, because boys were putting their penises on rulers, and I don't know if Gary and David were having to touch their penises. And this wasn't a COVID time period, so they didn't have, uh, you know, Gloves. sanitizer no. <laughs> between no. wipes. And, no. And, you know, I, as much as I probably would have wanted to be friends with somebody like Rick... I definitely would not want to be putting my dick on a ruler after Rick's dick has been on a ruler because right. God knows where Rick's dick has been. Sure. But now we're in the cafeteria and Gary sees the same cutie with the unibrow that he saw at the ice cream shop. And he wants to find out where she lives. And he asked David and David and it, it is explained or went into a little bit. David is kind of a for hire guy and, and he's very a, very much about money and keeping track of finances. And he's constantly keeping track of every little bit of money he spends in a little notebook. Yeah. And he will do things for people as, as favors for money. But David finds out where she lives. And then the next morning, Gary goes to her house before school. And what does he do? Uh, he pulls a creeper move. He, he lets a little bit of air out of her moped. And, he gets himself parked and kind of in position. So, pardon me, when she comes out of her house and starts walking her moped to the street, she realizes that the tire is flat and he can pull up and swoop in and go, oh, hey, Lee, looks like you're having some problems. Would you like a ride to school? Yeah, and when Jen and I were watching this, she said that was clever. And I was actually surprised that was her take, that it was clever. I thought it was kind of stalkerish. That was mm-hmm. what I had. But you're yeah. right. He he laid in wait, and then he pulls up just as she figures it out, and she's like, "I don't know what's wrong." And, oh, your tire's flat. And where are you going to school? And oh, that's where I'm going too. It was it's kind of a meet cute. So he manufactured a situation for a meet cute. Basically, is what yeah. he did. So they never show her driving her moped because she's deaf in one ear and her equilibrium is all fucked up. So if she had ridden that that moped, um, she would have been driving it like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> or. Yes. But as he's giving her a ride to school, they're making small talk and he asks her out, but she says she's busy. They're all, but she gives him hope. There's always the yes. next time. And he asks if she has a boyfriend and she says no and then bails. Right. Yeah. He keeps getting shot down, but I'll give it to Gary. He keeps trying. He is very persistent. Yeah. At, at some point you, you gotta, you gotta just you know, cut your losses and, and mm-hmm. realize it's not going to happen. Right. And that night they're at a party and... And was this, was this a Halloween party? You mean because uh, Rose is wearing a costume from the miniseries V? Yeah, the, I mean... No, I, I, think it was, I think it was just a high school party. Okay. Because there are people in like fucked up costumes and stuff. Or is that... That's just 80s wear. I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, but uh, what is yeah. Gary drinking? 
he's he's drinking just a bottle of Jack Daniels straight. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes and he, he bums a heater from David. Did you remember those days? Uh, you know, he came up once already in this podcast, but you know, Bob Jansen was famous for always bumming heaters for me. Yeah. Well, I, and then there was the guy, you know, when we go canoeing the well, first couple of, the first couple of years, you always came up short on heaters because it, you just didn't realize how much you smoked on the river that you would blow through an entire pack on the river. Well, and, and then, then when you're sitting around the fire and there's nothing to do, it's just like, you're, you're not intentionally doing it, but you're just like almost chain smoking. Did you have a bubble stuck in your throat? Yeah, a little a bit. Cum, a, a cum bubble? <laughs> it's coming out my nose now. <laughs> yes. Can you hear that? Uh, yeah. And, and there's that there's that one guy who you would say, hey, man, can, can I can I bomb a smoke? And be like, no, no. And then you'd look in his car, and he had a whole fucking carton sitting <laughs> in his back seat. I, I thought you were talking about there's one of a pet peeve I always had, and it has to have changed now. I don't know because I don't go to the bars anymore, but it used to be you would have your friends and they would give you shit because you smoked. Mm -hmm. And then you would go out drinking with these guys. And when people are drinking and they're, you know, five, six beers in, oh, give me a smoke, give me a smoke. And it's like people bumming off you that would criticize you for smoking in the first place. And I know people that I probably gave hundreds, if not more cigarettes to over the course of my lifetime that never bought a single pack of cigarettes themselves. Sure, sure. But yeah. Uh, yeah, there's one guy that comes canoeing that he always bum smokes and now he brings his own. Yeah, and he actually, um, well, he does not smoke at all. I mean, I think that's the only time the entire year that he probably does. I think so, yes. But at the party, we see that Karen is with Rick and mm-hmm. she has glitter on. Yes. And and Gary is dancing. already broke, brokenhearted. Heart, he's yeah. heartbroken already. Because he's dancing with Rick, and boy, does it sure look like they're having fun. And that has just got to be a punch to the gut, where you are expecting something, and all of a sudden, oh, that's that's the worst. This was, I think, the first time when we were watching the film that I I turned to Jen and I said, yeah, I'm Gary. Yeah. And she's like, no, shut the fuck up. You are not Gary. And I said, no, you don't understand. There's one girl in particular that I adored with all my heart all through high school and Dorsey Levins and um, (laughs) I saw on multiple different occasions when we were hanging out together that she ended up hooking up with one people one person was the the true ledger okay and then the other person um, ran a bar in Pewaukee for a period of time and yeah oh Kachi sorry and when I'd turn around and I'd see him making out and one time it was actually in my fucking car Ooh. We were, we actually all went to see Friday the 13th part eight, Jason takes Manhattan together. And oh we were in Oconomowoc at the graveyard. There was one graveyard where if you backed up to a certain spot and you flashed your brights, it would go through the gravestones and it would make a skull appear or some bullshit. Yeah. And so we're in this, we have six people in my car and this was when I was driving a shitty little Ford tempo and you know, I, I back up and I think I hit a gravestone, but um, we back up and. I put in drive. I turn on my, my brights and I'm not seeing anything. I look at my mirror in the ledger and, and Dorsey are making out. It fucking killed me, man. Yeah, I know. I know. So I'm, I'm, there. I'm Gary. But as I, as I said, <clears throat> another bubble, uh, Rose is wearing a uniform from V. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Rose is very interested in Gary. Yeah. And, and she's a little silly, but 
not a horrible consolation prize. Oh no, I think she she's a good looking lady. I, I yes, I mean, in any port in a storm, if you want to look at it that way. But it's not even that. It it, it is not. Rose is not Millie. This mm-hmm. is not a thing where you know you're you're stuck with the grenade. This is a something where you'd be lucky to get this in the first point. You know, right? And and she is totally trying to get with Gary, and Gary just is not interested. He's not into it. He's but, not interested. Yeah, and he's still drinking Jack straight from the bottle, and mm-hmm. he begrudgingly dances with Rose. And we see that Rick is just smooth. He's smooth as fuck, and right. he and Karen start making out. And Gary just is not catching vibes from Rose. And this is, we've talked about this so many times, but is this that he was missing the signal she was sending out or he just didn't care because of Karen? I think he didn't care. I think he had blinders on like a horse in the field that all he wanted was Karen. Didn't matter. I mean, I I don't really feel like Rick buddy fucked him because I don't think. Oh, no, he, he didn't know. And even no. if he did know, it's it's. It's not like he had staked a claim there or in right. if they had a history, if, if other than, you know, letting the air out of her tires, they literally have no interaction other than seeing her across the thing. So no, Rick is not buddy fucking him at all here. Mm-hmm. But, but Gary goes to the, Karen goes to the bathroom and Gary goes to talk to her and he's just being a complete dumbass. Right. And, it, the small talk is just not working. He's trying to be smooth and he, he's trying to buddy fuck Rick here. Actually, mm-hmm. this is where Gary's in the wrong because, you know, Rick is his buddy. No matter how good or bad a person Rick is, he's trying to completely swoop in and steal a girl from, from Rick. Right. And, uh, while this is going on, David has been dancing with Rose and he tried to kiss her and she slapped him. Yes. But Rick shows up at the bathroom and just like Doug says to me on, podcast he tells gary that he better lighten up on the drinking yes but gary is hammered Mm -hmm. and the acting in this film is not great no it's not but the pain is evident on his face Mm -hmm. and he is kind of stumbling across the dance floor and david grabs him and takes him out by the pool and david falls in the pool and then it turns out that Gary is going to leave the party and just kind of put it all behind him. Yeah, he wants his keys. But this was a very irresponsible act of cinema. Because I'm thinking, okay, Gary's going to get into his car. He's fucking hammered. Something bad is going to happen. Nope. He just shows up at his house. No consequences whatsoever. Well, he, he shows up at his house and he's still hammered and his parents are having a, a dinner party or something. Is it like a book club? Or it, it's weird they because they're not eating and they're all kind of like around in a circle. It's almost like an intervention type yes. thing. Maybe they're doing a blowjob sure. class. Well, maybe, maybe they're doing a blowjob class. But uh, Gary's parents introduce their son, Gary, to all these. And I wouldn't even say they're middle-aged. They're all old people. Yeah, they're older than and we that's are. That's where I say, yeah, Gary's parents are older, so he was a whoops or, hey, we better have kids so we don't die alone, that sort of thing. But uh, there's one lady in particular that uh, tells Gary this. Young man needs is a long, cold shower. Oh, yeah? 
Only if you join me, baby. Because I know what you need. <gasps> yeah, I... Shocking. I, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that because... And that right there, the, the scene should have ended. Yeah, but it doesn't. But it goes on for what? An, another two minutes? And he, he drops a bunch of glasses and, and a bunch of other shit. Yes. And the the next day, they are in math class. And Gary is doing something that I would really associate as more of a female thing to do. Oh, where he's drawing, like, hearts and... Yeah, he's doodling Karen's name. Karen. <laughs> I... I don't think I've ever no. done that with a girl's name. Wait, no, I got to take that I back. Not. I can I think of one, t- one time I did. Okay. I mean, on my, do you remember when you had to take like a, a brown garbage bag or paper bag from a, and cover your book and there was instructions as to how to cut it and tape it properly so it covered up your textbook? Sure. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. And then people would doodle on there. And yeah, I would always be writing like ACDC or Metallica. Led Zeppelin, or yeah. Guns and Roses, or Roses. Or do like the anarchy symbol, you know, that shit. But never a chick's name. Not just a giant cock. Well, I, I drew that on one dude's book. <laughs> yeah. I drew it. I remember, I remember a guy. He was the other guy that always had all the parties. He lived in Wales. Okay, sure. Uh, his first name was Mike. Yeah, I know who you're talking and about. And I remember drawing a guy. I remember drawing a guy. With a big cock that came from his nose, and then a big cock that went from between his pants, and I wrote underneath there the Elephant Man, and he just left it on there the whole year. He thought it was funny. <laughs> no, I remember, and God, I can't believe this is the second time he's come up in this podcast. Uh, a former roommate of yours, um, he signed my yearbook one year, and it was it was a middle school yearbook, so you know you're what fourteen years old, and there was yeah. He he changed the picture of like a, a drawing that was actually physically in the book on the side of the page of like a, this cartoon character playing a saxophone, and he changed it into like a guy with a giant cock. And okay, when I brought my yearbooks home, you know my parents always read them, so they got to hear it's like, oh man, it was so great getting high with you, blah blah blah. And then in shit, they also have to see all these giant right. penises. So that's great. Yes, yeah. but uh, yeah, but the math teacher yeah calls calls out Gary. And he's trying to get Victor to and, help and, him. Yes. And Victor is kind of helping him a little bit. But then, uh, and I did not write this down, but Victor says something that makes the whole class erupt in laughter. Yeah, he says something, he calls him an ass or something. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he, he yeah. kind of calls him out. And right. then we cut to a scene where Gary is out delivering pizza. And he goes up to the second floor of this apartment complex and this woman answers the door in a, in a bathrobe and she kind of reminded me of somebody else that was famous from this time period. Who might that have been Doug? Charo. I'm Charo, the, the flamenco guitarist, perhaps yeah. you have been seeing me, but you like much, much more the gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. She was a big deal. I had to splice that clip together to get everything that I wanted. But, you know, most of it was from the, the clips of her on YouTube were from Jerry Lewis's roast. Telethon. Okay. No, it wasn't. A, no, it wasn't the roast. It was the, it was the um, MD te- telethon. Yes. And fucking A, man. She could play a mean acoustic guitar. Oh, she Holy was talented. God. Yeah. Oh, I mean. and the, 
Oh, and then there's also where she's on the love boat and she's in the lounge while Captain Stubing and Gopher and Vicky are all watching and she's actually singing the love boat theme to the crew and the passengers of the love boat. Did you watch the love boat growing up? Yes, it was kind of a family thing that we watched the love boat and then Fantasy Island was on right after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember watching both of those. And was that the same night that Dukes of Hazard was on? I don't know. I don't think so because that would have been three hours. Yeah, and Dukes yeah, of Hazard was, was CBS. Was Dukes, Dukes was of Hazard and Dallas yes. were on the same night. Okay. Were they? Yeah. I don't know. But do you know what the cost was Dallas. of the, the, the pizza and also the cost for the six-pack he was delivering? No. Like, it was well, seven fifty no. for the pizza and a dollar okay. fifty for the six pack. It's <laughs> fucking dirt right. cheap, man. Yeah, so th- there there was a there was a deleted scene from this movie where he he delivered the pizza to somebody else. Hey, excuse me. Hope you don't mind me coming around back. Went to your front door and you weren't there. This is my bedroom, honey. Hey, that's okay. I got your cheese pizzas for you that you ordered. Is your husband home? No, my husband's not home. Well, the, thank God. Your pizzas are nineteen ninety five. And cheese pizza looks no, pretty good, doesn't it? No, I didn't order a cheese pizza. What do you mean you didn't order a I'm, fucking cheese pizza? <laughs> I ordered Italian sausage pizza. Well, I can't take these back. Well, you have to. That's not what I wanted. I... You like a 100%, 100% Italian sausage? Huh? What? I tell you what, I'm an Italian. I had a 100% sausage Oh, right my down God. Here. Okay. And now it's time to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Oh, it helps if I actually have it turned off. I had that channel muted. And now it's time for Name That Porn Star. Yeah, any guesses, Matt? Uh, She's a MILF. She, oh. Julia Ann? No, no. Eva Divine. Okay, okay, sure. I'm, I'm familiar with some of her work. But. Yeah, she is bust. She, in that clip, she is busting out of her shirt. Have have you ever heard of the pizza delivery challenge? Oh, is that where a woman like answers the door naked? Oh yeah, good job, Doug. Yeah, those. Okay. Uh, and they film it. Yes, yeah. I don't, I don't know if those are real or not, okay. but I, I want to live in a world where where it is. Yeah, I think they are real because the ones that are not real turn into sex, and you, and I know that that's not real, so. You, are you anyway, telling me Bang yeah, Boss so is she, not real? She's basic. <laughs> you're, you're breaking my heart here, Doug. <laughs> or a uh, or, uh, milf hunter. Is that real? <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. Okay. Yeah, or street blowjobs. Yeah. All right. Uh, so he so basically the sex pot is throwing herself at him, and he completely pusses out. But then he decides, okay, well, I'm going to take Rick and David to her. And they, they show up with pizzas. Yeah. But and just she feeds them. Back, back it up. Just just a second here. Just, just back it up just one second here. So the way that she tries to seduce him is he puts the beer in the fridge. And then, like, there's this jar of marmalade and that he drops. And oh, she, yeah. And she puts some on her yes. finger and sticks it in his mouth. And then he gets paged. Yes. This is one of those things where, and I know, I know what your answer is, Doug. So I, I put myself in a teenage frame of mind. This happens to me. What do I do? 
And honestly, I think I leave and I hate teenage me for yeah. that. Right. I, I think, I, yeah, because you just don't, you don't know or you're scared or. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's Definitely. just too much. And I, 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 I like to think that I would have had the wherewithal to do it, but I don't think it would. But as you said, he, he goes, he gets Rick and, and David and they come back and Rick has his shit together. I mean, he's got his shit wired tight. He knows what he's doing and they go into right. her place and she has them sit down on the couch and she goes to get them drinks. And is that, is that Uzo or tequila or it's tequila? Yeah. She feeds them tequila and then she dances for them. And, <sighs> And, and they're 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 all kind of afraid that she's a hooker and they're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, David is worried about the cost. The cost is a big thing to him. And she brings up right. her darling sailor boy. What's his name? Uh, Marco Taco. Taco. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, he left her some tequila. And as we talked about last week, I I hate tequila. But she is popping her ass as she's dancing for them. What was this yes. a sexy dance? No, not for me. Would you still have been rock hard though? Oh yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. And she had some yeah. like lacy old woman undies on, which I, I know is kind of like a contradiction yeah. in terms, but they were lacy, but still bloomers. Sure. But now she basically says, okay, yeah, I'm going to bang all three of you. And Rick goes first because Rick gets all the, all the trim. Yeah. And, and, and David and Gary are watching through the keyhole. Yeah, and the first thing, yeah, the first thing that I notice is she has some big ass nipples. I mean, those those are not half dollars; those are like salami sized nipples. Those are gigantic. Those those are sand dollars. Yeah, sand dollars. Yes. And yeah, Rick. Yeah, David banger banger. Yeah. yeah, Well, Rick is is banger, and and David and Gary are watching through the window, and they have as they're kind of fighting for the keyhole, they have this exchange. What did they think they, they were going to do? Go in there and crochet? Right. She's going to give him a back tickle. But, okay, so Rick is done, and there's uh, kind of a debate of who's going to be next. And neither David nor Gary wants to go next, but it turns out to be David. And David goes in, and he, she tells him to lose his underwear. And when she looks at his unit, she says this. Don't be shy. I would be happy Mm -hmm. if a woman, you know, (laughs) said that to me. I love the music in the background also. Yeah. But, okay. Have you ever done sloppy seconds? Oh, no. No. And I shouldn't say, oh, no, no, like I'm I'm, I'm above or beyond that. But, no, I never have. It is never something that really was a a possibility. But it is, I would hope that. And it's terrible. It's awful, no matter what. I mean, there's there's no good scenario where you are not first. But if you are yeah. not first, the only thing that I would think that would possibly make it palatable at all would be if whoever went before you wore rubber. Right. Because otherwise, you know, you're you're sloshing around in his stuff. <laughs> that's that's bad. Yeah. It's sloshing around his stuff. I, that's that, that that's the the politest way of saying that. 
sure, sure. But David is now banging her, but here comes her sailor boyfriend, Taco. I actually have to back this up. Just like, I, I said his name was Taco. It's actually Paco. And mm-hmm. Paco is walking up the street. And even before we get to the part where Paco comes in, did did you have any, any comments or any commentary about how David is actually fucking her? Like a whale. And he's just kind of like bouncing on her. <laughs> yes, he is. But uh, yeah, Paco knocks on the door. And Paco does not look like he's part of the United States Navy. He looks like he's part of the Tijuana Navy. <laughs> well, he's got his blues. And it's just, I mean, just in his... He's, but his the hat isn't right, and his hair is long. And, yeah, it, it, it just it looks cheap. It doesn't look good. And uh, Gary and David get dressed really quick. And Paco actually comes in and... <laughs> David walks out in just his boxers and says, what a nympho. And Paco is not pleased. So, okay, I got to ask. Is Rick a virgin? Are all three of them virgins in this movie? Rick is prior to this. No, Rick isn't. You don't think so? No, Rick definitely is not. Okay. Um, David, after this, no. Um, Gary is, well, Gary is loses a well we'll get to that in a minute but up at this point at this point in the film rick definitely is not rick has rick has been around i think david i think probably has to gary is definitely still a virgin at this point but some of the things that they say does not mesh with that though because it kind of reminds me of american pie a little bit and you know the two of the four guys in that movie are good looking suave somewhat suave guys except well the one guy in the beginning that in the beginning of american pie says to the college girl in the car he goes suck me beautiful but <laughs> yeah oz i i mean I, yeah oz yeah i kind of felt like you know is this movie all about the three of them losing their virginity or is it about gary's conquest it's about gary gary is the last american virgin that he is the titular character Okay. But for for the second time, David has to flee a scene half naked and he's lost yes. a shoe. <laughs> and Yes. And uh, I think I think Taco throws it at him. Right. And yes. They are the the next scene is they are at I think like the pizza place and Gary does not have a car for the double date with Rick and Karen and and Gary and Rose. And this is a oh. thing where Gary is is trying to basically prevent Rick from having the opportunity to be with Karen. That's how I read this. Um, I you no know, part of me is is I think Gary kind of accepted his consolation prize because, well, let's let's get get to that. Um, they trick the nerd Victor into getting his car. Basically, they say, "Oh yeah, we've got three hot blondes." But you've got to go inside and get us some sodas, and we'll take care of your car. And then they basically steal his car. Yeah, yeah. There would have been some repercussions <laughs> if if this had actually right. happened. Right. But and they and they're driving, and they say, "Hey, who wants to go to the point?" And the girls are down with going to the point. But I thought it was odd that Karen and Rose are in the back seat, and Gary and Rick mm-hmm. are in the front seat. Because on a double date, don't you usually kind of split it off with whoever your date is. 
But well, this this alludes back to your point of Gary trying to prevent Rick from getting with Karen. Is Gary set that up? Okay, so did did you ever go on any double dates in high school? Yeah. Oh yeah, you did with me. Double dates. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So okay, never mind. But just like Fast Times, they're they're going to the point, and Rose gets into the front seat with Gary, and in my notes it says, "This is my nightmare." Um, being on a double date with the girl of my dreams and watching her go at it with my best friend or being in a graveyard sure. and watching a future hall of famer make out with a ledger in the backseat of my car, you know, just my nightmare. Right. Yes. But Rose basically attacks Gary at this point. Mm-hmm. Yes. And game is, it's, it's game on for all four of them. They're all getting down. It's all hot and heavy, but is it Gary's foot releases the parking brake? I don't know if it's Gary's foot or Rose's foot, but somebody's foot kicks the emergency brake and Victor's car, his sweet, sweet yellow convertible ends up Mm -hmm. in the ocean. Yeah. Well, it's going down a hill and over a sand dune and then yes, into the ocean. And that's when they all realize, "Uh Oh, problems. Yeah. Wouldn't they be liable for that? A little bit. Again, no consequences to the bad things that are happening in this film. But now we're a couple days or a week or something later, and Rick asks Gary for the key to Gary's grandma's place so that he can bang Karen. Right. And Rick, and I ha- believe this, this is a couple of weeks later because David and, and Gary are kind of pissed off that Rick has basically been BFing them and spending all of his time with Karen. Oh, yeah, they, they say this. Come on, David, let's go. You guys have such a rush to do. It's a lady that's just waiting to lay us. Oh, yeah? Who? The redhead. The one that Tommy's brother's been screwing? The one with the big tits? That's right, pal. We've been doing business with her now for a while. Nine times already. You guys have screwed her nine times, and you haven't even told me? I can't even talk to you anymore. I mean, it's Karen this and Karen that. You're too busy teeny-bopping all over the place. I thought you guys were my friends. You know, I think this is what what gives a little bit of credibility to your question about if they were all virgins is just the the phrasing. Uh, you know, we laid her nine times, and, right? And then when they get into the thing that's just coming up, it's obviously that, that that's not true. But Gary, but hold on, so hold, Gary, Gary, Rick wants the key to Gary's grandma grandma's house. Yeah, and and he could not get it. So then he asks David if he could have the key to their guest house or pool house. Right. But they can't because of what happened with Big Earl. Right. Thanks for telling me on time. Now what am I supposed to do? David, what about your parents' guest house? No way. That's been off limits since Big Earl smoked danger dust and he ate my mom's parakeet. It's just shit like that. It was, it was, it was funny, but, but uh, I, I just I love Rick's outfit here. He 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 looks like a oh god, what are they called? He looks like a a person from Logan's Run in this in okay. this scene. <laughs> what, what are those? What are they called? You've seen Logan's Run, right? Yes. Well, parts of it. I don't think I've ever seen it from beginning to end. All right. There's a lot of there's a surprising amount of nudity in that film for what it is. Okay. But uh, okay. So, yeah, they have this whole thing. And Rick decides that he's going to blow off Karen to go with the guys to bang the redhead. But then we find out, what is the redhead? She's a hooker. She's a hooker. And they actually start haggling with her about the price. Because originally, she says, it's 30 bucks. And David, 
ever the person keeping track of the finances says, oh, 10 bucks a piece, that's not bad. And she's like, no, it's 30 each. And Rick's, Rick thinks that he can haggle. Yes. Uh, are we going to get laid or not? Money, guys, or Ruby walks. Well, how much are you talking about? 30 bucks is the going rate. Are we on or not? What do you say? 30 bucks? That's 10 a piece. I think we can handle That's 30 bucks a piece, guys, and it ain't negotiable, see? Jesus, that's 90 bucks. No, I can't afford hey, that. Come on. No way. Oh, stop wasting my time. Take it or leave it. How about 75? How about going home to Mama? Okay, all right, hold on. Come on, go ahead. Come on. Hey, man, I am working here, and you are killing my action. Any other um, hooker interactions this reminds you of? Yeah, a little bit. You a long time. You party? Yeah, we might party. When you are How much? Fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars for both of us. No, each you fifteen dollars. Yeah, that is, is, is she. I can't remember. It, it's not her. That's right around the time that somebody steals the camera. It's a couple of a couple of Vietnamese show up on a moped and steal the camera. Yeah. And one of them does like some karate moves and <laughs> they right. just start laughing. Right, right. But uh, they, they go back to, I, I don't even know, where do they go? The basement of some abandoned building or something? Yeah, it, it's bank. it's where Daredevil hides when he can't get back to his regular apartment, basically. Right. But this hooker has got the worst bedside manner. Well, you know, for the first time, Gary is going to, he's going to go first. And the hooker is actually, he, she's really mean to him, honestly. Yeah, yeah, she is. This is this, and this scene is very uncomfortable. And you know, Gary's slowly getting undressed, and she says, "You ain't still a virgin, are you?" And here she shows a little bit of empathy, and she she starts being nice to him and starts stroking his cock, so he'll yes. he'll chub up, and then he goes to actually start having sex, and she says, "No, dummy, not there," and. Gary's done, or at least he's done trying. So did he lose his virginity here? Does just the tip count? Yeah, I mean, you know, touchdown rules, man. You know, you break the plane. Okay. And David goes next, but Gary is kind of in in a little alcove, and he's throwing up, and, you know, Rick is consoling him. Okay. And, and David is making small talk with with the hooker and he offers her a heater. That's the first thing he does. And then they have this exchange. Busy day for you today, huh? Are you here to interview me or to fuck me? <laughs> I just love that. You here to interview me or fuck me. And the next thing is just the zipper. Just zip. Sure. And then we, we have like a real brief shot that night where Gary is in bed and he's got a little bit of an issue. He's right. got an itch. He's got a little bit of an itch. Yeah. And the next day at school, uh, Gary comes in late and he is just digging at his crotch. Like one guy that we know does all the time. Right. And then we, and then you see that, that Gary or, uh, David and Rick are in the classroom also, and they're taking a math test and they have to be quiet. No talking or you're done. Uh, and all three of them are itching and they're all talking and they yeah, get booted out of class. There's there is a problem basically. So they go to where? Some is it a public pool? Is it a country club that their parents belong to? Oh, I would assume it's just like a, you know, a public pool. Okay. 
But yeah, they're they're basically they've been sitting in the pool for four hours because they're going to drown the crabs. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> no, that's not how that's not how it works. Surprisingly, I don't understand how that doesn't work, but it doesn't work. Um, and how long yeah. have they been in the pool when Karen four and Rose show up? They've been in the pool four. for four hours. They would right. just be so sunbaked. Correct. And Karen asks what happened to Rick last night. Oh, I, I tried to call you, but you never answered. You, you better get that checked. Yeah. And what happens when you when you get a cheap hooker? Yeah, you get this. Okay, well, um, what could I get in the $200 range? Crabs? <laughs> yeah, and this is where you, you totally see that Karen has got a unibrow going. Because they do a big close-up of her, and it's like, wow, man, that's crazy. But yeah, they they get they get out of the pool and they're still itching. They still they, they didn't drown. They did not drown. So they go they to the drugstore. Drug, yeah, they go to the drugstore. And, and the drugstore, the the guy, the pharmacist at the drugstore, they're trying to explain to him what it is. And first they say lice, and he, they don't want to say it's crabs. But eventually, like the the light goes off in the pharmacist's head, and yes. he says this. Itch. <laughs> Crabs at your age, <laughs> young people, and not what they used to be in my. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got just a thing for you. Yeah, he, he had a box of red for them. But so they they get the 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 crab killer, and it is actually only four bucks. It's three ninety nine. So not not bad. And David is keeping track of his expenses. And, and what is the line item he, he writes this down as? Uh, I don't remember. Crab killer, three ninety nine. Okay. Nice. And, and actually, in my notes, it does say, is he still a virgin? Talking about Gary. And I guess if she said not there, he's, he was either hitting a fold or, you know, he was, he was trying to go for the $50 package for the back door. Right. And that technically, in my book, would count. In the back door? Yeah, fucking someone See, in the ass. That would, no, that would for a guy that's losing no, your virginity. For a girl, no, it's the the Catholic loophole. It's so yeah. I know a guy who his stepdaughter goes to a certain school, and he was telling me that yeah, they that anal is big in high school, so girls can avoid losing their virginity. And that's crazy, man. That's can you imagine if it was like that? I see. I don't. I don't have a desire to do that. Okay. Ever, never, never, never done it. Never want to do it. You've like, never is, had anal sex? No, no, dude. It's gross. That's gross, man. That's disgusting. There's a lot Sorry. of things in the world that are gross. Yeah, that, but that's gross. That's yeah. That's yeah, okay. That's yeah. It's putting your dick in a sewer. So it's like sorry. following Rick. Yeah. But so, but Gary is at a restaurant and he he's looking for Karen. Well, no, it's like the it's like the pizza place. It's the it, diner or the drive-in or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it. it's it's the place they've been a bunch of times, which they never right. really clarified exactly where it is, sure. where what yeah. it is. But yeah, he's looking for he's looking for Karen, and there's Victor the nerd, and he says, "Yeah, Rick took her to the football field to bust her cherry." And then then we go to the football stadium and. Apparently, they're going to bang in the press box. Yes. 
Have you ever had sex in the press box <laughs> at a football no. field? No, I have not. Well, there are there were a lot of people not that had sex in the press box, but that would be at football games and they'd be making out under the bleachers at the games. Okay. Yeah, I never did. That. I never did that either. But Gary is kind of looking here and he's looking there and Yeah, he's going to stop it. Really? You're going to stop it. Okay. <sighs> you know, it this is he's blinded by love. He's in he he thinks that he's in love and he's going to do whatever he can to prevent because Rick is his boy. But he knows his boy is kind of a womanizer who mm-hmm. sleeps with whores and gets crabs. Right. And and he wants something better for Karen. He wants someone like him that sleeps with whores and gets crabs. Sure. And I, I understand where he's coming from. It's not a, an intelligent thing, but he, he's going to try to stop it. But he can't find them. And the, as I said, they're in the press box. And Rick lays her down on the announcer's table. And Yeah. I, I figured it I, out. I actually did the calculations. Rick has more sex in this movie than I've had in my life. I was really surprised that we saw that they, that Karen showed her boobs in this film. It's not just her boobs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Later on. Yes. Yeah. But I was somewhat shocked. I was like, wow. Okay. Didn't, didn't see that coming. And Gary is still looking for them. And they have something that is very rare in these type of films, which actually is one of the reasons that it rings a little bit more true is they show that Karen is in a little bit of pain mm-hmm. as she's having sex for the first time. I can the only other movie I can think of where they actually did that is is American Pie. A little bit they did that, but for oh, the most part, they, oh yeah, Fast Times. Time. Okay, so it happens yeah. in every movie. Never mind. I'll shut up then. Yeah, shut up. But <laughs> Gary is waiting at the restaurant for Rick and Karen to return, and he's just sitting there smoking a heater by himself, and. Rick and Karen come in and Rick tells Gary that he fucked Karen mm-hmm. and Gary doesn't believe it. And the, the, the pain in his expression is just obvious. It, it, it's painful to watch it, You talked about some of the other scenes were, were painful to watch. This was painful because it's not in the dialogue. It's not in the action. It's just in his expression. You can tell that that one truth has basically destroyed this guy sure and as jenna and i are watching this i keep telling her that things are going to get much worse and she's like things cannot get much worse than they've gotten so far for gary i'm like oh no it's going to get much much worse here hold my beer yeah exactly yeah Yeah, because now now basically gary and rick are going at it they're they're having a fight right ending basically ending their friendship right and have you ever fought with i mean not like fisticuffs but had an argument with one of your friends about a girl uh no i don't believe i have no i I haven't either and i you know i i lost i've lost friends over over women um but never from this way but i've also i had a lot of friends who who kind of like dated the same women which i always thought was weird and you know we have certain women that we have in common for this or that, but they were never like our, you know, our serious girlfriend that we dated for you know a year, or two years. These were girls that we hooked up with here and there. It wasn't a, as big of a thing. But I would think that this would be a a hard thing for the two of them, that being Gary and Rick, to recover from. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, they're not going to recover from this. But now we find out that you know we're back in school and it's there's three days until Christmas break. 
and they're going to have a ski trip. A ski trip, yes. <laughs> Gary is in the library, and what is he looking for? Uh, is he looking for Karen? No, he's looking for a, a particular issue of Consumer Reports. Oh, okay. And what? What? Why? We we don't know. But okay. it, <laughs> Rick and Karen are fighting. Uh, there you go, Matt fucked up. But Rick and Karen are fighting, or I think you called it bickering. They're yes, they are. They are bickering, and I thought that this is why they were bickering because Rick was such a player that he was just you know this. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what any guy wants. The same gal again and again and again and again and again and again. Did that continue on and on, or was that actually uh, the end of that clip? No, it goes on to where the, the, the next day they're by the car, and he's going again and again and again and again. And then Lois Lois says, and that's just what every woman wants, is a, is a woman, is a man who gets overweight. And he goes, Lois, I'm going to stop you right there. This is Family Guy. We only do jokes from the guy's side. <laughs> the, the thing I like about Family Guy is they have mastered the art of taking a joke where it is a good joke, then it goes on too long, then it gets comfortable, then it actually becomes funny again because it's gone on so long. And that's right. the, uh, like a perfect example of that. That or like or, the chicken fight. Or when it's, it's, and now it's time for Conway Twitty. And they'll just have like two minutes of Conway Twitty playing on a yeehaw. For absolutely no reason. <laughs> right, right. But uh, Karen runs out of the library and she's crying and Gary goes after her and she tells gary that it's over between rick and her and gary is actually being consoling once again you know this is why matt is gary and she says that well she drops a bombshell here what does she tell gary Uh, she's been knocked up but gary tells her it's it's going to be all right he says he's going to take care of it he's going to help her and he's going to do this 75 dollars and a ride Okay. But yeah. You know, now he can he confronts now he can Gary confronts Rick again. And now it, it turns into fisticuffs. Right. And then they get broken up and the thing that well Rick says that she's been with other guys and that mm-hmm. is the thing that really sets Gary off. Right. But the thing that bothers me about this whole sequence of events is we don't know. Right. If Gary ever got that issue of Consumer Reports. and <laughs> <laughs> But uh, people are loading up uh, in the ski van or in the ski in a van for to go on the ski trip. And Rick already has a different girl. Sure. And this I, I just had a blanket statement here for are there any ski trip stories you want to give us, Doug? Because I don't have any. Yeah, um, when I was a, oh God, I was a junior in high school, so I wasn't even seventeen yet. I was almost seventeen, but me and five other buddies decided that we were going to go to Michigan for a four day weekend, and uh, one one dude's mom rented the condo, and we just all hopped into the suburban with. Let's see, what did we have? We had a case of vodka, two cases of eggnog, and like four cases of pizza because that's all that one dude that worked at Pick and Save could steal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that was our diet. 
And it was cold as shit. And a couple of other guys, three other guys that were in the grade above us, came up on the bus. And they had their own place. And we ended up taking them home. So imagine nine guys in that Suburban with all of our gear. We were just packed. But it was a good time. I, I They did it again the next year. And I said, yeah, I'm not going. Because a bunch of them were bringing their girlfriends the following year. I'm like, come, and it's, and come on, it's, I don't want that. It's because all it's going to be is you're going to be with her and you're going to be with her and there's going to be fighting. And, and, and that's exactly what it turned into. But, um, yeah, that's, that, that's my ski trip story. Yeah. I actually, when, when this part came up, I told Jen that there were, were people from our school that seemed like every year they went on a ski trip to Michigan you know, loaded up and whatever. And she said, no, they didn't. I'm like, no, yes. they did. She's yeah. like, there's no way they could have. How could they have rented a place? I, I don't know, but I know that it happened every year because I know I wasn't invited to any of these things. And I wasn't a skier anyway. But Yeah, we, yeah, we had an entire house. Six 16-year-old boys had an entire house. And we broke a door, like, the, like an actual patio door. We mm-hmm. broke one of the panes of glass and just, you know, Basically took the rest of the glass off so it looked like maybe it was there, maybe it wasn't. We never got charged for it. Well, she she said, what parents would allow that? I'm like, have, I, have, have yes. you not listened to the podcast at all? Our parents, the, the six boys that went, were we all had parents that did not give a fuck. But yeah. Okay, so back to the movie. Uh, Gary and Karen are moving in together at his grandma's place. And right. we, we find out that his grandma's place is actually where his grandma used to live. Who's been dead for like a year. Yes. So his whole thing about telling Rick that he couldn't get the key for the complete bullshit. Uh-huh. Am I, am I boring you, Doug? No, no, it's a long day. Um, but, but he's opening up the place and, and Karen is, is crying, mm-hmm. but he promises her that it will be all right. Yeah. And there is, you know, this is where it gets a little bit difficult because this is where my wife brought up the point. Have you ever driven a woman to go get an abortion? <laughs> no, I have not. No, I have not. Have you ever paid for an abortion? Not that I know of. But, it, you know, still, it's like I can understand the um, the the headspace or, or trying to be. And I want to think that I would have been a good enough friend to some of the female friends I had to do this um okay. never never came up and and honestly he's not doing it to be a good guy that's not what he's doing he's trying to backdoor this into a relationship okay so let me ask you this question because this is a question that i don't think ever gets brought up even in our social circle do you think there are a lot of girls that we know that we went to high school with that had abortions Hmm, that's actually a good question, and I'm I'm of two minds to that. Um, number one, you already talked about how a lot of them were on the pill anyway. Um, okay, but yeah, but some were not. Yeah, uh, and I would say it it has to have been some. Sure. But at the same time, I never heard of a single instance of that in high school, and not that I was completely plugged in, but I mean, I knew most of the gossip, so. And shit like that does not stay. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, it's 
You know, because a girl's going to tell her girlfriend and then they get into a fight about something. And then it's like, well, that bitch had an abortion. And (laughs) yeah, I guess. And my kids are walking by and they're they're seeing me saying, yeah, that bitch had an abortion. Yeah. What the hell kind of podcast do you do, Matt? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good point. But uh, I mean. uh, Well, I mean, think about it this way. Think about all of the people that you still have some kind of conversations with, or you run into at reunions or at a bar or whatever, and people that have fallen out of favor with people that they were super tight with in high school. Mm-hmm. This is a thing where, you know, this would be something that would creep into the conversation of, I'm going to get that bitch. I'm going to let out her secret. Or she had an abortion. That's why I would say that I'm sure that it did happen, but I don't think it was very common. Okay. Cause I mean, I know there's one girl for sure that was in my class that got pregnant and had the baby. Okay, I don't even know who that is. I can think of somebody's sister from your class um, who had yes. a, the yeah. wrong type of car. But Yes, yeah. Uh, and then there's the dude that I lived with that his girlfriend got the big A and then they had a baby. So, I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Anyway. So, um, they're at the abortion clinic and yes. And the nurse is played by Cruella DeVille. <laughs> she, she, she doesn't have a great bedside manner. No, she does not. But she basically tells Gary how much money does he need? Two fifty. Two fifty. Yes. And and, he, and, what if he doesn't pay it? What are they going to do? Put the fetus back in? <laughs> I, I think, you know, they're, they're kind of committed at that point. What do they just not release her? Mm-hmm. But, uh, there is a cross cutting between, Gary getting stuff to sell and the procedure. And we actually do see Bush in this scene. Very little. We've got Bush. And it is one of the very few times that I can say that it was very unsexy. Yeah. And, but it was surprising because as you said, with that particular actress, you were a little bit surprised that she got topless, but that's, you know, that's a whole nother step. Sure. And I was not aware that they knocked you out cold for an abortion. I don't think they do. I I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't think they do. But anyway. But, you know, she's being strapped into the stirrups. And yeah. and actually, in my notes, it says she gets put out like that's a question. Right. I don't know. So I'll, maybe I'll ask some of my friends that have had abortions what happened. But uh, Gary goes to his boss and he needs a hundred bucks. Yeah. And his boss is like, nope not going to happen. And he, when he goes to pick Karen up, he has, in addition to the cash that he needs in order to spring her from abortion jail, he has two things. What are the two things that he has with him? Does he have flowers? No, he has a bag of oranges. Okay. And he's also got a Christmas tree. Yeah. I, so it's obviously Christmas time, but what's the bag of oranges? Is, is he going to beat her? Like, uh, oh. Benny gets, Beaten in the grifters. Oh, that's a good pull, dog. I wasn't sure. I, that actually would have been the movie that I would have referenced. I wasn't even sure if you would have seen that. Yeah, that's um, I I maybe it's like you're, you're supposed to have Angelica Houston. It, Who's who beat who beats Annette Bening with the bag of oranges? Is it is it John Cusack? No, it's somebody older, I believe. Okay, but I mean, maybe you know how you're supposed to drink Gatorade after you work out to like replenish your electrolytes sure you're you're supposed to eat oranges after an abortion to like regenerate your uterine lining i don't know i i i don't know but she wakes up and she smiles when she sees him and she laughs and they are basically playing house yes and 
she's asleep and he he pulls her top down and this is he's a good guy because mm-hmm. he doesn't even like take a peek right. he, he just pulls it down and he sleeps on an uncomfortable couch and the, the next morning he's making her breakfast it's a big breakfast here's an awful lot of softy boys looking for company there's always supper and breakfast both i like a big breakfast you know what that's from? No. True Grit. Okay, with, the new one. Jeff, yeah, yeah. That that movie is so underrated. I, I liked it. It had um, I can't remember the the woman's name that plays like the kid. Yeah, she was in. Um, She's been Ender's, in a bunch of stuff. Ender's Game. Okay, but yeah. apparently abortion makes you famished. Yes. So, um, he he asks her if you know if she's okay. He asks if she misses anyone basically alluding to Rick. Do you, do you miss Rick? And she says that she's having a birthday party on Saturday Mm -hmm. and he's kind of like packing everything up. And this is the night before. And she, he says that, or she says that he, she really appreciates everything that he's done for her. And she says, you're a true friend. And that word is just kind of hanging there. Yes, and then he says that he loves her. Yeah, and I I have this, and it's painful, but I'm going to play it anyway. (laughs) I love you. I always have. Ever since I first saw you, I loved you. I could never tell you, but... I'll pay for sorry. Um but they they do kiss and and it's it's not a platonic kiss, but it's not really a passionate kiss either. Right, right. And then they hug and the next day Gary goes back home returning from his ski trip that he was on. Mm-hmm. But he's riding a high. He thinks yes. he has won the game. He thinks that he has tipped the scales in his favor and now he's ordering the show been there i have been there several times where you're like yeah all right i am in and then the big wave of disappointment comes later on yeah and he he goes out and he buys a a locket or a bracelet and he has it engraved for her and he says it's going to be ready money and he's like no 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 that's not that's no good it's for my it's for my girlfriend it's for her party so he's referring to karen as his girlfriend already Mm -hmm. yes and he gets all dressed up and everything is coming up roses for gary in the end right Mm, he shows up to the party and he's looking for karen yeah he sees david hey where's karen oh she's in the kitchen and what's she doing in the kitchen She's making out with Rick. Yeah. Yeah, that bitch. What a bitch a rooney dooney. Yeah. Yeah, she opens her eyes and she sees Gary and Rick turns and then Gary leaves and drives off and he's just crying as the movie ends. Yeah. It's brutal. It's fucking I, brutal. I know. Yeah, and this is, there was, like I said, there was supposed to be several sequels that would have, who knows what would have happened. But, I mean, what's the what's the Canadian 
Saved by the Bell show that you Oh, Degrassi? And how how many seasons is it? Oh, it's like almost 30. Okay. Yeah. And some of it is fucking amazing. Um, I I remember, can I tell my Degrassi story quick, quick? (sighs) Is it like a, like a, um, survivor story? No, no, it's not. No. So we used to only have, um, one cable box in the house and it fed the entire house. So basically everybody that was watching TV had to watch the same thing. And the kids had been watching Nickelodeon. This is when the kids were really young. This is when they still watch TV because they don't watch TV at all anymore. And they had left Nickelodeon on. And so we turned on the TV, Jen and I were in bed, and I was about to change the channel. And it was, you know, it has like the little Nickelodeon logo in in the bottom corner. And there's these two girls that are obviously in high school. And I turned to Jen and said, they're about to start making out. And she's like, this is Nickelodeon. That is not going to happen. <laughs> sure as shit they did. And I'm like, what the fuck show is this? Yeah. And it was Degrassi. And it was it was like 902 and 0, except in Canada, and a lot more serious issues. So that was the very beginning. Great show. But Drake was in that. Yeah, right? Drake was in it. He played, um, I can't remember his name, but he actually got shot in a school shooting and was confined to a wheelchair. Okay. That's why whenever... I see a, a thread about him. I always post a picture of him in a wheelchair and just say, "Hey, that's how he rolls." Yeah. But so you never you never saw this film before, so it, it no. can't it can't have held up for you. So what did you think? I was good. It wasn't great. I I mean I really enjoyed watching it. No, it it, um, it, it is not a great. It's not a greatly or well made film per se. Okay. But it was entertaining and it it just nails kind of that sweet spot of it has the funny shit. It's got the stupid nudity. It's got, you know, all the goofy stuff, but it also has that it really hits a lot of the teenage dating angst, I think, very well. Yeah. I mean, it's a cross between American Pie, Porky's, Fast Times. It's yeah. It's it was good. It was very entertaining, I, and that's why I said I wish there would have been more sequels because I would have liked to have seen where these characters and where the story went. But unfortunately, we did not get that. Well, when it only makes you know eight and a half million at the box office, that's probably one of the reasons why. I was actually concerned when you didn't have forty five clips. I thought you might have hated it and just checked out. Okay. No. But before we move on. Well, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Yeah, defy the... Yeah. Did they destroy... They didn't destroy property. Victor's car? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. I, I think it hits all three. Hits all three. And uh, last thing, uh, I'm assuming yes, but would you recommend this to somebody oh, who hasn't sure. seen it? The only thing is sure. it's impossible to find. It's the, the DVD's out of print. The DVD costs like 70 bucks to buy. Really? And I think it might be streaming on Hulu, but besides that, it's not streaming on anything. Okay. All right. All right, so let's move on to... Whatcha? 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 watching? Not a lot. Well, it's only um, been... You know, a handful yeah. of days since the last time we talked. So yeah, so I I, I I am all caught up for on for all mankind, and you are correct. Ed's wife did make out with Gordo's son. They didn't bang, but then she went home, and uh, it was kind of a guilt. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I, yeah, let me just keep going. I'm going to pull that up. I want to get the exact phrasing right on that. Okay, um, and then my son for some reason, wanted to watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. 
and it was PG-13, and I'm like, fine, it's on Amazon, but then it wasn't on Amazon anymore, so you got it for us, and it was the stupidest fucking thing that I've seen. It was so dumb, and he liked it, and I even told him, he, I said, this was so dumb. I go, it was supposed, it was made to be dumb, but it was really dumb. In fact, I fell asleep. So, did you find the text? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, so, you said, uh, did she go home in guilt fuck, Ed, or was she just all horned up? And my answer was, yes. Yes. <laughs> and so, I, I guess that's a, that's a great thing is, a, a great question is, okay, is it just that she had kind of like, she was all wound up from the thing with the kid? Or was it a guilt thing? And I think it was yes and yes. It was probably both. And I'm curious to see. I mean, he's supposed to be going back to, I think, the Naval Academy. No, he's no, he's he's his daughter's going to the Naval Academy. He's going up in like. The, no, no, I'm not talking about. I'm not. I'm not talking about Ed. I'm talking about the kid that made out with oh, his wife. I don't think he's in the Naval Academy. I thought he was because they said they they wanted him to watch out for the daughter. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. Anything else? Uh, uh, yeah, you know, just, you know, spinning through YouTube, I saw a clip from the Pacific, so I watched it, and I started watching that. I think this is the second time I've watched it since we've been doing this podcast. It's really, really good. I, um, I, I like it. I, I like it a lot. I don't like it as much as, hello, um, yeah. I, I don't like it as much as uh, Band of Brothers. When is, the last time, when is the last time you watched it? Uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay, it's there's a lot more at stake, for in my opinion, because if I was fighting in World War II, and I've asked myself this question internally several times, would I rather be in the Pacific or would I rather be in the ETO? I think I would take the ETO. <sighs> you know that ugh, that's tough because you you look at you know D Day. And I don't think there was anything that compared to D-Day, was there? Oh, in, sure in there was. In the Pacific was. Theater for a single day? Oh, yeah. I mean, the the, the Battle of Saipan, Iwo Jima, Tarawa. Midway, I maybe. Well, Midway was a naval battle, Matt. Okay, um, yeah. You know, I mean, take a look at Peleliu, which they, they show. I mean, any of, the, any of those battles, any of those island slogs where you're dealing with malaria and lack of water and suicide attacks. And, and I mean, it's just, it's just, ugh. Nope. Yeah, I, but I, see, I, if you're in the you're if you're in the Pacific Theater, you, you get to you know serve with Freddie Mercury, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's it. That's all I've watched. So uh, we're about two thirds of the way through the last season of Daredevil. Okay. Um, very very pissed at myself. I did not catch the obvious swerve that comes two thirds of the way through that season. With Electra. No, Electra is is dead and buried unless she comes back at the end of season three because she was she died at the end of season two and then she oh. is killed again in um, the Defenders. Okay. No, it's um, about the parentage of Matt. See, I, it's it's been a while since I've seen it. It's been a hot minute, so I I'm not familiar with it, with uh, what happens. All right. Well, his dad is has been dead for like a long time, but he finds yeah. out that his mom was alive. Okay. And it should have been obvious, but it wasn't for some reason. Okay. Um, then I, I got caught up on Big Brother Canada, which I'm sure you don't give a yeah. shit about. And then I did... Nerd! I did actually um, take 
take a little bit of a look uh, at my last movie for, for this season just to see. It's like, okay, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? And, and it will. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I only watched like five minutes of it just to make okay. sure that it was going to be okay. But before we go on to the next section, there is one thing that I missed in the housekeeping section. Oh, is right. we had We had been podcast 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 and then we had a star wars podcast and then we had a break and it was the first break we had in a long time but one thing that neither of us caught was there was a major okay maybe it's not gonna play when we came back can you think of what that is no we had seven consecutive podcasts where somebody dropped the c-bomb oh yeah okay i thought about that the other day that's funny I totally thought about that the other day. And it's like, I did, it had been so long since we just did a regular podcast that it, it, it came up in a different movie. It was probably a porno that I was watching. But, you know, I came up, that phrase came up in a different movie. And I'm like, holy shit, I totally miss that. Because we referenced it pretty regularly that it had been said on six, seven consecutive films. So there was definitely right. a combo breaker there. Okay. Okay, uh, so do you have a question or where do you stand? Where do you stand? All right, kind of lame question, but I, I'm hoping it goes into, you know, an interesting conversation that we can talk about and, and take a look at each other's perspectives on this. But where do you stand on tipping? Like cow tipping? <laughs> yeah, Matt. I'm, oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> when I was 20, I went to a party out in Dallasman. And this party was right across the street from a big cow pasture where they they bred all of the veal for the veal company in Dowsman that everybody worked at. Okay. Okay. And a couple of guys went out in this field to go tip some cows. Okay. So they went through the gate and they closed the gate and then they were looking for cows to tip. Another buddy and I said, hey, let's go find them. And let's see what they're doing. And we opened the gate, and we didn't close the gate. <laughs> the next thing you know, there are cows running everywhere, and they're running out of the gate. And the people, <laughs> the people who are hosting the party, were like, "Everybody, get out of here!" And there's cows running up and down the road. And we, I get in a car with a bunch of people, and we're driving down the road, and all of a sudden, we see this cow. And there's a guy that was in the class below me. He was part of the, oh, what was the, there was a, there was a group of guys that were in the class below me, and they had a nickname when they would show up to parties. I don't know. I mean, I, I actually, I should know that class because I was pretty well connected with that class. I have no idea yes. what you're talking about. None of them went into parties when I was still in high school. Okay. And all of a sudden, we see him come running out of the woods and tackle the cow. <laughs> so, yeah, there's cow tipping right there. No, just tipping. Tipping, like, tipping in general. Um, you go to a restaurant. Okay. So, actually, I, I do have something to say about this. So, not a bad question. And let's let's split this. Let's, let's split this up into different sections. First thing I want to talk about is tipping for carryout. Okay. I do not tip for carryout. 
No, you don't tip for carryout. Yeah, but they give you the fucking credit card receipt. Yes. That with the tip line, and you have to write the you know the little line across. It's like, yeah, I'm a cheap bastard, but I'm sorry, I'm not tipping you for doing for, for handing me a fucking box of pizza. Right. Right. So that's one thing. Um, bars um is something completely different. Bars was basically you know you you tip at least a dollar for every thing you order. And it depends. I mean, if you order a lot, that's that's different. But mm-hmm. if, if I go up and I'm buying you and I a beer and it's six bucks, I'll I'll pay seven. Okay. And so you know, it's, it's usually just a buck for every every round. And if you're buying like a, a round for a larger group of people, then you just usually round it up. With um, at a restaurant, almost never pay cash for anything. Always use like a credit card or a debit card, um, just because it's easier. And I always tip, um, unless unless the service is really really awful, and then then I will tip less. But usually tip about twenty percent, and I, I I always tip twenty percent, but I round it up to the nearest like normal number. Okay, so if it's eight dollars and thirty seven cents, you're gonna round that up to ten dollars even. Right, exactly. Instead of doing okay. yeah, I'm not gonna do fifteen percent. I'm gonna do something so it rounds out at like an even flat dollar or 25 or 50 or 75 something like that mm-hmm. so yeah but i i i definitely do tip there is a i was in college and we went to chi chi's that's how long ago this was mm-hmm. for my 22nd birthday and it was my girlfriend my one of my roommates who i lost because i broke up with that girlfriend and another girl that was with him no, another girl wasn't with him, just another girl that was my girlfriend's friend. And we were all at Chi Chi's and we're eating. And the service was fucking terrible. And we, it took us like two hours to get some fajitas or whatever. And we're getting ready to leave and we're going to pay, but we're not going to tip. And I said, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not leaving a tip. This service was terrible. And my buddy that was there with me, he's like, yeah, I want to get the, I want to get the waitress's phone number though. <laughs> oh, and he's like, so everybody's got a pony up for the tip. Oh, and I God. said, no. If you want her phone number that bad, you can cover the whole tip yourself because, no, this service was bullshit. We're not paying for that. But the service has to be really, really bad and be the server's fault. If if they are, like, swamped and they are just slammed and they can't get to you for something, that's understandable. But, sure. But when you're in a restaurant and it's slow and the waitress or waiter or whoever, their service is just shitty because they're not paying any attention, any attention to their table, that's when the tip will go down, but usually I usually tip about 20%. Yeah. It's my minimum tipping in a restaurant is 10% if the, if the service is shitty, but I mean, you know, I'll go as high as 25% if it's, if it's good. When we were in Kentucky uh, and we went to a diner, the only time that we went out and I think our bill was, I don't know, 30 bucks. And I just gave her a 50 and I'm like, keep the change. You were awesome. And she's like, wow, honey, thank you. So, you know, it was, it was, it was cool, but like, you know, for, for pizza, delivery pizza, I usually do two bucks a pie and we usually get three, three pies. Okay. Um, and then for haircuts, you, you know, I mean, obviously I just, I cut my own hair, but for the boys, it's four bucks a haircut. I'll yeah, tip. yeah. I, I determine how much I, I tip when I get my haircut, depending on how much they rub their vagina on my knee when they're cutting oh, my sure. hair. Yes. There you go. Cause it does happen. Uh huh. But so how how do you what do you tip on? Do you tip on total? Do you tip on food? Do you tip on like 
the just the booze? How how do you do that? Because some people only tip on food, not on booze. Oh, restaurant? No, I tip on everything because the bartenders on that booze, you know, who are slinging the drinks, they get a cut of that as well. Yeah, there's actually. Uh, what about when you have a a gift card? So you have a hundred dollar bill, mm-hmm. and you have a fifty dollar gift card. Oh, I tip on the whole thing. You tip on the whole thing. Oh, so yeah. yeah, we had. I remember we were at. Um, well, some steak place. It wasn't like a Ruth Chris. It was more of a like a Texas Roadhouse. So decent, but not great steak place. And we had, um, I think it was a $150 bill. And we Ooh. had $100 in gift cards. And I think we we paid $125. Okay. So we gave like a $75 tip. Sure. And they actually came back and they said, uh, I, I think you made a mistake. And I said, no, no, you're good. Yeah, I, I do have to say this. Going out to dinner, it's the biggest fucking scam. It's not, It's so not worth it. I'd rather eat at home any day of the week. I hate eating out because the food is not that great. Even if you go to an awesome restaurant, really, I'm paying 10 bucks for asparagus, for a small plate of asparagus. Come on. No, there, there's some places where... No, I'll, I'll have to give it to give it to them. Is like if you, I mentioned before, Ruth Chris. You go to Ruth Chris, that steak is fucking great. Yeah, but you know what? They put so much fucking tenderizer in there that the next day you are just shitting your brains out. All that tenderizer fucks up your insides. No, man, I'd rather grab a nice piece of tenderloin or a nice piece of, of filet and soak that bastard in butter and throw it on the grill with a little salt and pepper. Way better than going to a restaurant. Okay, so that's so, where we stand on tipping. That's, that's where we stand on tipping. I got nothing for the next. I got nothing for listener reaction. I'm just going to cut that section. If you you can tell me from now on if we have something, we can. It'll still be there, but okay. So right. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Three degrees to next week's movie, and I think I like it. All right. Next week is my movie. So Lawrence Monison plays Gary in this week's movie. He plays Ben in 1985's Mask. That's not the Jim Carrey movie. That's the Cher and uh, Eric Stoltz movie. Yeah, the, the original Marty McFly. Yep. Yes. Richard Dysart plays Abe in that movie. He plays Coy LaHood in next week's 1985 film. It's a genre we have not touched on yet. Young Guns? Oh, you're close. Young Guns too. <laughs> Clint Eastwood? Uh, Outlaw J- Josie Wales? No, that's the 70s. Pale Rider. Pale Rider. Okay, I have never seen that. I know you have not. I'm looking forward to you watching it. It's a really good film. Okay, see Pale Rider. So that's, that's Clint Eastwood. Chris um, Penn is in that. Um, you'll, you'll recognize a bunch of people. Okay, so... So next week, it's Clint Eastwood, The Empty Chair, and Pale Rider. Okay. Yes. So uh, I'm, I do not have any housekeeping notes that we need to talk about on the back end. I think we're all set. Yep. Um, I did tell you about the setup for next season. We've put yeah, into... It's, it's way too confusing. Yeah, come on. What do you mean it's way too confusing? We'll, you pick we'll 10 movies. It. It's not that we'll fucking get, hard. I got to pick 10 movies for an entire season. Well, you don't have to pick them ahead of time. I do because I have a theme. And I'm putting them all in a bag. I'm I'm doing Doug going low tech with. I'm going to have a little fucking Ziploc bag. And actually, I'll probably will put it on a little randomizer so I can pull it up on the 
But And do I pick the movie or does it the movie just gets picked random? You pick the movie randomly. I will pick the movie randomly. Uh, and do you do that? I do that when you announce what your film is. I'll pick from the bag so that when you do the movie the following week, I can say what the connection is. Okay. Well, I thought I was going to do something different. I was going to say that we were going to have to put all of our movies into a pool. And then we would just randomly have it spit out what that movie is. And that would be what we determined. So we don't have any idea what's next. But then it could end up being like a dog, a dog, a dog, a dog. Yeah, I don't like that idea. So we will do it this way. Um, You will get the theme in three weeks. Um, Okay. It'll be very, very simple. All right. Um, So that's all I got. So take us on home. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. You can reach out to us on Facebook at Matt and Doug. Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug or send us an email at BetamaxRewind at Yahoo.com. Or, you know what? Do us a favor. Tell a friend. If we are your flavor, go or reach out to somebody, grab them by the shoulders and go, Holy fuck, you got to listen to these guys. They suck, but they're kind of funny sometimes. Um, but that's all we got. We, I really appreciate it. Matt appreciates it. Not as much as I do, but um, yeah, thank you. And we will see you next week for Hail Rider. Talk see to you later. <laughs>